say you mentioned Jonathan and Frosty in there. They were fucking amazing to this whole thing. Yeah. Not I don't only, even know. I, mean, I don't even know no, if they got enough no credit. Idea. Not that we're handing out credit, but those guys were. They showed their true character. Holy fuck. I have um, no words. Again, it's there's no words from the very, very first day when I called right. Jonathan. Like, help me. Right. You know, Patrice is in the hospital. He had a stroke. It, Jonathan, Matt. Norton, the captain of the ship. You know, everybody has been. Uh, yeah. Captain Norton. We, we, captain, <laughs> captain, captain Norton. Norton. We got yeah. Jonathan calling from I, West I Africa. Oh, boy. Jonathan. He was one of your husbands. Yeah. My husband. <laughs> He's about to be beheaded by a rebel. <laughs> Jonathan. Jo yeah. We got Vaughn in studio. We're here with Vaughn. Jonathan, come home. Hi, Vaughn. How are you? I, I'm, I miss you, and I'm terrified. <laughs> Oh, well, don't worry. I'm okay. I, I must tell you, we, we do have security with us, and uh, he's, a, he's a really big guy, this guy. And uh, I, he wears these fatigues, uh, but I noticed he, I don't see a gun on him, but he's got this crazy rope. Okay. Oh, Jonathan, the security guy is going wait, to wait. hang you. Yes. <laughs> it's called the Jew Dragon Rope. Right. <laughs> it's a little too trusting, isn't it? Will you explain to this quickly why they... It's going to look like a negative of a lynching. <laughs> Hello? Okay. Hi. Uh-oh. Yes, Hi. It's not his phone. Right. That's his native tongue. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's some clicking. It's right. over. During clicking the doesn't. During the takeover of Abidjan, it was not easy job. They needed a rope to go whenever possible to get up on a, a wall. They had to, you know, to climb up, you know. Oh, and climb. they also sometimes had to tie some guys, you know, to call them. It was not an easy job. So they needed a rope. Rope. Uh, it's, very, it's very useful to have a rope with us. <laughs> Did you understand that? I, under, yes. I, I heard that. I just want to know if he can answer a question uh, for, for me. I heard I inherited $10 million. Uh, I just got to give somebody over there my, my bank account information. <laughs> That's great. Did you really? <laughs> So the rope is uh, good for many things, climbing, tying people up, and, and used as a weapon? Yeah. Uh-oh. Your phone's crapping out, John. Every other word. That's what it sounds like when a rope's around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> it's tightening. Yes. It all sounded the same to me. I just, I dream right through that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's saying. sounds like he has a heart on. This is what fucking gets him off. This man. is what he you loves. You hear it in his voice. <laughs> yeah. His yeah. last trip, Norton, I don't know if you remember this or know about it, but I don't know where he was, but he was so mad at Patrice because Patrice laughed at him and said, good for you, because he was somewhere <laughs> eating some kind of fucked up weird food and got food poisoning. Oh, yeah. And oh, he yeah. was sick. And that's got to be crazy and food And Patrice poisoning. was just like, good for you. And he was like <laughs> calling Patrice in the middle of the night. And I, I'm probably telling the story all wrong, but this is the gist of it. Yeah. And he was sick as a dog and Patrice was laughing his ass. Where was when you he? get Africa food poisoning or... or it wasn't you Africa. Know. It was, it was some Russia. other it was place. A, it was the old be. Russia, Was right? it like one of those old... I don't know, old... he ate like monkey brain or something. Some something weird shit. Yeah, after they broke down Russia, he was... Uh, one of the Rome stands. Yeah, it was recently, stands. right? Yeah. yeah it was I the, think it the was the trip before us. all of this... Went down. Right. Yeah. 
Well, he was uh, Jonathan's postcards. By the way, you always get after he's been back in the office for two weeks. Like literally, I'll, I'll see him and get a dumb postcard from him. It's like, when did you say that? He's like, oh, about three weeks ago. Yeah. He's always in these countries that the postal system is fucking horrible. They don't have great inter- infrastructure. Yeah. How often does he go? Like, constantly. Constantly. Yeah. You know what's like to be working on a special and go? Where's my manager? Yes. Oh, he's in fucking yes. Bali. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Isla- Islamabad. I think is where he was. Oh, oh that's Islamabad. Nice he's screaming at his phone like, I can't because my manager's in fucking. <laughs> yeah, I was livid the last time he went away. We're negotiating something, and I said uh, like, he just went without telling anybody. And I'm like, what a fucking! He, 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 I feel like a chick obsessed. that he just fucked and snuck out in the middle of the night. How does, I, how does he get so much time off? With him. I don't know. Like, cause he's got too his many passports. Got to be. Yeah, his passports got to look like you're up to something. <laughs> right. No one just does this. And I don't know I how think he, he runs off. the passport place. Whatever. Yeah, that there's is. something going on. <laughs> now he's got uh, he's got a little side job. There's yeah, something yeah, else happening. Fuck yeah. That's Come probably what he's smuggling in the front of his pants with his big bulge. It's <laughs> probably a missile weaponry <laughs> yeah. or something. The only times he must get searched in customs. Uh, what yeah. is that? Yes. <laughs> what are you smuggling? <laughs> uh, holy shit. Well, that's a fruit. Hey, we got, a madman. It's our last show of the year. we got to talk about uh, the CD and all sorts of shit. Make sure we oh, get all yeah. that info yes. out there, Vaughn. Mr. P, thank, thanks to everybody who already bought it on pre-order. And I don't know, I obviously thank you guys, but whoever else at Sirius who yeah. pulled this audible thing off is like, yeah, that's just I'm so floored the right thing. and humbled. I, I wish I was more articulate and had better I'm amazed because uh, I have a horrible, like, uh, overview of humanity. And I've seen, like, some good shit happen uh, during an adverse <laughs> circumstance. So. Uh, I'm actually amazed. And, yeah. and you, know, you, you and Patrice are pretty much this, almost the same person. I think that's been said before. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. different but colors. It, yeah, different yeah. colors. But I think Anthony is more black than than he wants to that's Sicilian. You know, the, the more stuff he does, all the black stuff he says, all the black things. Got the Escalade. Like, I yeah. like guns. You really are. Uh, I don't like he working. He just doesn't like big girls. You know? <laughs> that's true. I, have, I would have to lose like forty pounds to be that's white. Anthony that. acceptable. That's too bad. White Anthony I do like a skinny bitch. I, I don't know if you remember this, but years and years ago, I, I came to that bar, the uh, Irish place. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were and, hanging out, yeah. Yeah. And you were just breaking up or something. And just like, yeah. sit on his lap. And I sat on Anthony's lap, and I'm like, I better not put all my weight down. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want me to sit on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was so uncomfortable and so hot at the same time. Because yeah. Patrice is being a good guy. It's like, yeah, I broke up. And Patrice had the, the best line with that. He goes, yeah, I'm breaking up with my chick. He goes, does that mean when I see her, I don't have to talk to her or nothing? Yes. It was like, <laughs> and yeah, he okay. It. And he, he did mean it. it. Of course he did. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, you know, yeah. I'll sit on his lap. And she'd sit on my lap, and I was just kind of like, yeah. And I had enough in me where I was comfortable putting my hand on your leg. And it was, cool. was it weird? Was it weird touching legs that, that actually reached the floor? <laughs> I'm so used to them swinging with a, a buckled shoe. Instinctively, he puts you over his shoulder trying to pat your back. <laughs> Uh, by the way, now people think that Vaughn is fat or something. She's ridiculous. She's ridiculous. She's very hot, but not in. Yeah. No, no, no. You're not. No, she's ridiculously buxom. Yeah. Buxom. Buxom. is a good word. Sounds like a really, really fat black girl. No. No. A fat black girl is called fat. Okay, I'll take it. I'm half white and half black. We all knew Patrice was batting out of his league. We were saying, what the fuck did he pull off? What the fuck is he doing here? 
isn't? <laughs> I don't know anyone that isn't. Any, right. Everyone in this business. Sam, stop it. Yeah. He would say that all the time. I'm out of his league. I'm like, yeah, okay. Have you seen his previous girlfriends? Well, mm. some of them. Some of them really <laughs> attractive, yeah, yeah. but you're the best of all of them. Um, oh, you're just saying No, that. I'm not. I, would believe you. I, I wouldn't tell you if you weren't. Um, I no, wouldn't I be mean, but, but it's true. It really is true. You, you honestly I'm are. Fishing. I knew. I knew one. I met one. Or I saw photos of one. Disaster. <laughs> really? Disaster. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to say her name, but you know who she is. He didn't bring her around much. No, well, I don't even know if she moved down. Uh, uh oh. No, no, Von will, Von will know who I mean. Oh. Oof. And, oh. and, oof. Yeah. And then Not the, an oof. The girl from England was okay. She was okay. Okay. Nothing, uh, nothing, you know, memorable. I mean, she was cute, but average at best. Not even. So, <laughs> kill all them. How's uh, Patrice's mama doing? Yeah, how is she? I think she's doing pretty good. Yeah? She, yeah. She was cool yeah. as hell, man. <laughs> she, she called me, and I felt bad I haven't called her. Like, I texted her back. It's like... I'm, I don't listen to my voicemail. Like, yeah. I literally get a message a week later. I don't see my voicemails. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope she doesn't think I fucking blew her off. Yeah. Like, I'm too busy. No, yeah, I I'm think, probably, I'm sure you know, no one's thinking about you. Everybody's just trying to, <laughs> you know. Look at this. All these recover. fucking messages. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's not just us, you know. It's his friends. And, yeah, and it's still a daily thing. Fans, yeah. it's, the, it's the weirdest thing. It's like people were so connected to him. And, and. And that never Everybody even met him. Lost. Everybody that never, lost. People that never met him in person yeah. were devastated. I was reading so many tweets and stuff from fans yeah. of the show that are like, man, from listening to him so many times on the show for so many years, it's like I knew, you know, I didn't know this guy personally, but I knew what he was about enough to, like, be pretty broken up even, about it. Even yeah. the haters chilled the fuck out. They just went away yeah. for a while. I was like, yeah. wow, that, that. There was one email that really got to me it was a a guy i forget the exact ages but he was saying you know he had been watching patrice since the early days of tough crowd mm. and that was like 10 years ago and he's like i'm 20 something now like 25 he's like you were the only father i ever had Holy your shit. comedy and your philosophies on life have pretty much raised me and you don't even oh, know wow. and i'm like reading this like huh yeah yeah huh yeah, like, how do you even fucking wrap your mind around that one? Yeah, you don't. Yeah. And it, it's 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 like we all lost so much. I'm I'm not gonna ever be selfish with my pain. It's it's a lot of people's pain, mm -hmm. and and my daughter. I will say this about her: the most mature, special kid. Not just because it's my kid, but she she was the only one, myself included, <laughs> who had a complete meltdown, specifically about feeling bad that for Patrice, that mm. Patrice lost his life, that Patrice couldn't be here to do the things that he wants to do. You know, we were all so wrapped up in what we're losing as a lover, as a husband, as a, a friend, as a, a everything he is Son. to everybody mm -hmm. else. Yeah. And she was like, no, I, I'm going to miss him, but what about him? Wow. He doesn't get to finish. It's, it, she said it's, it's not fair. Mm. He doesn't get to finish all these things that he wanted to do, and most of the, these things that he wanted to do was for all of us. And yeah. It's, it's just not There's right. There's adults that don't have that perspective. No. Nah, nah, nah. She gets that from him because yeah. I don't get <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that. All I think of is he owed me 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, one other thing, Vaughn. I know when you, you said you were coming in, you wanted to like talk about his health. Because some oh, some weird thing you said. Oh, thank you for said. reminding me. Just so we, uh, so everything's on the record, man. Okay. 
I, I was not getting bothered, but I know a lot of people have this perspective that, oh, he he didn't take care of himself and, oh, he had to keep drinking grape soda or whatever and steaks or whatever the perspective is that he wasn't taking care of himself and, you know, that's why this happened. The stroke that he had could have happened to anyone, even the healthiest person. Could, was it probably because of diabetes and high blood pressure and all that, his weight? Sure. Who knows? I don't know. But I will say this. We went to the hospital in, I think it was 05, for his high blood pressure. And he was in the hospital probably for two or three days. And from that point, he had been very, very serious about getting his diet together and taking his medicine. And I was a fucking annoying mm. asshole you know, always asking them about medicine. And we were actually vegans, his idea. We were vegans for two years straight. Wow. He was not just guzzling Guinness. Or grape soda or just eating <clears throat> cakes. If he wanted something, he would bring home cookies with like no sugar. They were awful. But that, yeah, like that was yeah. I, I never saw him eat I never saw him eat <laughs> bad here. No. no, and he we always have really, fucking really, food really, around yeah. this joint. He was really doing well, but I, I look at it like, you know, the if you smoke for thirty years and then you quit mm -hmm. for five to ten and you then you die of lung cancer, then you know what could you have done? But he certainly tried, and I, I just didn't want people looking at him like he didn't try and he didn't give a fuck, and that's so not true because I lived through all of that with him. You know, I've been with him almost a decade. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, it's very, very different how he was in, in the beginning to now. So I just I thank yeah, you for reminding yeah. me that no clear that up. Yeah, you could tell. He was, he was always, you know, concerned never, about it. He, yeah, I never he, saw he'd him. He'd talk about it. He never ate. You know, he wasn't sitting here just throwing eggs and bacon yeah. in his face uh, uh, when we were doing no. the show. He, so he got me off the aspartame. <clears throat> I, I literally, he, I was so annoyed that he kept talking about aspartame. And I'm like, ugh. And then fucking Glenn Beck talked about it. I'm like, son of a bitch. And I, I, I'm obsessed now with not fucking with aspartame. Yeah. 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 But he put that snowy. bug in my head. <laughs> you wouldn't eat these hard cookies, that's for sure. Yeah, no. oh, they're terrible. No, actually, Sam's <laughs> mother's Christmas cookies are horrid. Do you want to try one? They're the driest. Don't, don't. Try the homemade. You got it. Hasn't about. she been through enough? <laughs> Stop <laughs> with the cookies. Just try, just try <laughs> one. <laughs> one. Please. <laughs> just tell us if it's dry. We've all, I've eaten like eight. Oh, <laughs> don't. Which is, if they were good, I would eat in 30. But I, you don't I, want to lose I'm a tooth. I'm not good with peer pressure. I'm not going to do it. Don't. You're going to lose a tooth at all. Your yeah, holiday yeah. pictures will have you with no teeth. Yeah, uh -huh. you, you don't want you don't <laughs> want that. Holiday pictures? Oh, it's the holidays. My <laughs> bad. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's the no, see, there I go oh. again. No. I just say like random that. blurt something. No, right. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I know. I forgot. I have a feeling she's not celebrating Christmas this year. Tom. I know. I know. Maybe next year. But she seems so positive Kiss and so. Your ass, right? Yeah. 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 How am I gonna? You know, honestly, I, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. I'm trying to be positive, but yeah. how am I going to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas? Yeah. And his birthday is, you know, it's like yep. everything is back to back and it all happened around this time. So I'm like, yeah, um, but yeah, fuck, fuck the holiday. Just wait yeah. till New Year's <laughs> and then 2012. And, New Year, I yeah. spend New Year's every year with him. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yep. like, hmm, New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. 
Second What's one that? may be a little bit, a little bit easier because you'll have one year without it already to, to go. Okay, this is what I did last year. I like it or didn't like it. At least you'll have one behind you. Everyone it gets a little bit. Not, I'd say easier, but at least a little bit more tolerable yeah. just to experience. The first year is yeah. brutal. Yeah. I've been up yeah. under him first. I mean, you guys yeah. know how we were together. I've oh, yeah. just been up under him for so long. It's like I'm, I'm trying to. I gotta pick up my face off the floor, literally. Like he was a part of every aspect of my life. Yeah. Except my own personal health and <clears throat> like whatever beliefs I have in God. But you know, love, friendship, romance, fun things to do, career. He was a part of everything. Mm -hmm. Family is. So I gotta figure everything out. And he used to always tease me and go, you know, get your own personality, bitch. And I'm like, why? Yours is better. Just tell me what to do. Personality bitch. <laughs> Holy shit, man. So now I'm just uh, you know, trying to, I guess my, my purpose now is to just try my best to keep his voice alive in any mm -hmm. Way I can in the most appropriate way possible, and I can't thank you guys enough for helping me. Oh, anything to do you know that. that. How, do, how do they get to Audible again, Jimmy? Audible.com slash Patrice. Slash Patrice. It's all just Patrice. Patrice? Yeah, okay. and uh, the company did the right thing. Yeah, we're not getting any money. The company's no, not getting no any money. money, and they don't like parting with money at all. The no. fact that Sirius gave up the money, oh. if you understood the miracle that is, they're gonna come to you someday and go, Look, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> We Jimmy will take one for the team. Oh, you know we owe them. So, somehow they'll twist uh, this we down do the road. Them, actually, yeah. Somehow they'll twist this fucking yeah. thing yeah. during negotiations or something. But uh, yeah, that, the company did the right but thing. They did do the right thing. It's uh, audible.com slash Patrice. 16 hours, $5. Per four-hour four hour block. So you get the whole thing for 20 bucks. It's amazing. And the money's going toward uh, Patrice's loved ones. That's a lot of it's material. Great. Yeah, That's, That's a, lot. a lot of material on, on Patrice. It's not, and it's not and it's great stand stuff. Up. It's, it's not stand-up, right. It's fucking improv. It's life fucking philosophy. I think one of the segments was uh, charting yesterday, even. Oh, really? Oh, fuck That's yeah. Great. People yeah. were buying it yesterday. So. That's good. It's in the top ten downloads for Audible right now. Good. Top ten amazing. downloads. Wow. That's amazing. And then, yeah, you, that's great. and then you got Mr. P coming out. February 7th. I heard the uh, CD. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's really weird to listen to now because it's, it I, was tough to listen to. <laughs> if we have time, a, a little yeah, background on the CD. Um, we were working on that. We like I helped with material or something, but <laughs> <laughs> he recorded like three or four shows in D.C. and he loved D.C. and he loved San Francisco. And it was between the two to record the CD, and he ended up in D.C. and um, he had me listen, which was normal to like all four, three or four shows. And um, then I give him my notes and he shoots the notes off to um, Jason Riggs, who's the produ uh, producer and the record label yeah. owner, if that's how you say it. And um, it was weird because when all of this happened, um, I think Jason was really comfortable with working with me because he's like, well, I have your notes. <laughs> and, you know, the, Patrice already approved which show he wanted, and and I remember that. But the one thing that we didn't do was the cover. He wanted to. Um, he described exactly how he wanted the cover, and but we never got around to shooting it. So mm. what happened was, you know, worked with uh, Coke Logic, 
on we got the picture. Oh, that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job though. Yes, he did. If you see it's the amazing. Mr. P cover, it really is. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like Patrice would have liked that cover. Yeah, it, yeah. it looks amazing. You just feel I like he would have said, "Absolutely, this would have worked." That's exactly. He said, "I want to be in Times Square. Yeah. I want people around me, but I want them blurred. I, it's going to be hard to get people not to look if you're taking a picture, but I, mm. I don't want them looking at me. And I either want to be on my phone or looking at my watch." And I've, I found a picture of him looking at his watch, and then they helped me find the Times Square's picture of the people and blurred it, and we, we got it. Yeah. As close to, I think he would have also. It's amazing, yeah. I like it. it. I like it, it a lot. Yeah, that so. fa- that almost life moving quickly around mm-hmm. him, and he's just kind of standing there. And it's almost there. like you he's know, doing it on his time. time. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We all That's got great, it. man. <laughs> You know, Patrice, you get it. And I'm was, doing things on yeah. my time. I was watching some elephant in the room, and I, I went when he taped briefly, just to. Yeah, but he was already on stage, I think, when I got there. You know, and uh, it's like you don't watch your peers. I don't watch other acts. You just don't do it. Uh, I don't. Cause I don't want to yeah, be influenced yeah. by them, and I don't want to get depressed seeing how good they are. <laughs> yeah. And I watched some of Elephant in the Room, and I haven't seen the whole thing recently, and I was miserable and sad, and it made me laugh out loud alone I'm, I'm literally i'm not exactly i laughed out loud yeah. alone in my apartment and i'm grieving my friend who's dead and i'm laughing out loud i'm fucking amazing it's yeah like, God hilarious damn, fucking good man so good. Yeah. yeah and then there's so a part good. of me as depressed as it is and it's horrible i'm like you know what i got to work with them for almost what fucking 15 or 16 years i got to be a, a fucking uh, a, a peer of him and to see him work and it's like you know a lot of guys die a lot you know, like Bill Hicks died at 33 mm-hmm. and it's like it's never good but I had a lot of time with him and I got to watch him do a lot of things and I go back and watch those tough crowds and I'm like I'm so happy I was on that show yeah, yeah, yeah. with him I was yeah. so happy that I got to see him yell at Colin like that <laughs> yeah. and fucking and, and totally dominate the show where I would try to say something and I couldn't I was like what the fuck <laughs> but it was like yeah. I love to be able to go back and watch it that stuff that's on Audible is is so cool because uh, like I said it's not stand up it's just him in here bullshitting yes. about things and that's the thing Completely when you talk unfiltered. about being being yes. selfish about your feelings and what you miss it's like those conversations and discussions and sometimes arguments we would have <laughs> were just like I can't ever have those with anybody else yeah. that's right. that is yeah. just me and him having those conversations and then i think of it as those cartoon characters the wolf and the and the wolf uh, the uh, sheepdog and then they'd just punch out at the end of the day after <laughs> right. just trying to kill each other. Yes. And then we'd walk down to the parking garage and you'd just be like, yeah, what you doing tonight? <laughs> See you tomorrow. How's that pool? <laughs> and it was like, you know, we were just back and forth. Like, no, you idiot. What, the, what are you talking about? And that's something that just I can't imagine anyone else sitting down and having that kind of uh, rapport right. with, you know. The yeah. only way you could make a point with Patrice is like if you went head on, you were going to lose because he would just he would out make an out. Oh, yeah. The best way to do it, if you, it was you had to acknowledge a point. You had to give it a little <laughs> bit. Like, you know what? That's a good point. And then when you had him thinking, then you could go, then you know, hit him with a jab. And when he's waiting for his next compliment, you kind of come around oh, the side. Yeah. <laughs> it really to, was like boxing. Right. Yeah, yeah, you had to fuck, you yeah. had to rope a dope a little bit because you just stood there, you get your fucking teeth knocked out. But if you got him, he would say, oh, "Fair yeah. enough." Yeah, yeah, he, was, oh, yeah. he would consider everything. And he that's was fair. So interesting. Yeah, more than fair. Out of nowhere, because he could be completely disagreeing with what you're saying. You you make a point. He'd sit back. He'd put his finger up and go. Yes. Fair and you go yeah. like, what the fuck? Wait yeah, a minute. Like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. Record, record. 
course. Say it again. 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 I think in the almost 10 years I've known him, I got a fair enough from him maybe once. All right. And I cannot for the life of me tell you what it was for because I was so yeah, well, you got all, it. like, calm. Huh? What? No. It shocked you. Yeah, I'm still shocked. Uh, the racial discussions were the best with him because they were always oh, yeah. honest. And it was like, it was... And he had such a different take on it, you know? It wasn't just the the company yes. line of a white right. guy or a black guy or or white guy and a black guy talking. It was just, this is Patrice and this is how he feels, you know? Right. He clarified every point, so even if you didn't agree with it, you knew exactly where it came from, why he felt that way, the logical progression to the point. He had great examples. You always knew why, and so you couldn't just write it off as, ah, and dismiss it. Great analogies. That's exactly where that yeah. comes from. That's yep. why you could rarely win an argument with him on any level, because he was so everything was so well thought out. Yeah. It's like I would never think that far into anything. Like, <laughs> like he thinks of fifty questions if or question and answers if yeah. you're gonna think of five or yep. ten if you're the average person. I think of maybe one or two and I'm <laughs> What? Okay. Huh? Okay. Uh, I don't I don't care. The audible is uh seven, uh, eight, nine and ten right now. The four segments. Seven, eight, nine and ten, that's seven, great. Eight, nine and ten. Oh, great. Probably Good. move up a little more today. Audible.com slash Patrice once again. I wish they would have Old tough crowd. I wish that would have made it to a DVD. Yeah. Comic because the Daily Show they just never yeah, did. So it. do I. Well, the choir. I don't want to do that. He bites his finger. I'm glad Colin and Patrice cleared up whatever yes. that. Yeah, but that came yeah. out of nowhere. That was like it, it the last did. time we like saw Patrice on the radio. The weirdest things happen. Fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, up yeah, that's to right. those few days and. Uh, you know, as time passes and I, I come back again, we'll talk about more. But okay. it, uh, so many weird things happen leading. It's, it's sometimes I don't want to get all spiritual and weird, but sometimes they say, you know, you know, you know, you like you're you're just you're inside, somewhere your soul, inside, you know, yeah, knows. And, and that Colin is the closest thing I think Patrice ever had as far as a he would always talk about never having a mentor. Mm. And I think he really, really. Um, looked up to Colin in a, in a lot of ways, and those two together are just. Anytime they were together, is just annoying because they would <laughs> never acknowledge their man love. <laughs> Last time oh, I saw Colin with great. Patrice was when we were leaving from the <clears throat> Jay Moore podcast, and Colin was up next, and we were leaving out, and. Patrice goes, oh, Colin, my girl loves you. My girl loves you. Take a picture. Take a picture." So in my head, I'm like. This means he loves you, Colin. This means uh, he wants a picture. And if, if you look at my Twitter, at uh, Vondi Carlo, the pictures of um, those last pictures are up. I tweeted oh, wow. them that day. Um, me and Colin and, and then Colin and Patrice. And that was the oh, thought. Wow, I was cool. like, here we go again. Every time we see Colin, it's like, oh. My girl loves you. My girl loves you. Their like, man love. Holy shit. Their man love. <laughs> I think he has special man love with all of you. <laughs> they, they, had a, they had a fun dynamic, though. It was like, because they're both very headstrong guys. Oh, Colin's yeah. very stubborn sometimes. And there's times where Colin's irrational. You know what I mean? And yeah. fucking, uh, I knew that whole thing that happened between them. And I saw both of their sides. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. Patrice should have backed off a little bit. And I thought Colin should have realized he was just kidding. It was like, you know, right. two friends butting heads. But it was mm. there for a while, even though they made up. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was happy they spoke about it. Yeah, yeah. It really, it just, yep. just yeah. Kind of felt like it I, I think door. he was, too. Yeah. I, I I know he was. Oh, yeah, that shit always makes you feel better. You know, it's just one less thing you got to fucking deal with. 
And Colin knows it too, which is better that he can he knows that they spoke about it, so he doesn't yeah. have to. Oh fuck, Colin! Yeah. Well, yeah, completely. <laughs> describes him so well when he said at the service that uh, Patrice was probably in heaven, uh, trying to talk to God as an equal. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so fucking <laughs> good, man. How can you describe him any more accurately? <laughs> yeah, he really was. Colin really is the greatest profiler. I think that's what we all agreed on. He personality profiles. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and relationship pro like meaning. The interaction between two people yeah. so immediately. <laughs> oh. yeah. Were you at um, Bobby's like surprise party a few years ago? That small oh, dinner. Yeah, downstairs. Yes. Well, when we got there, I don't know what Patrice was yelling at me for that day on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I did something like talk too much for more than two seconds. And when we got there, he was saying something to Colin, and I, I know what it was. He says I repeat myself over and over as if I didn't, as if he didn't fucking hear me the first time I, I say it too many times. And when we get there, he's like, "Yeah, Colin." He's telling Colin the story about our drive into the city, and Colin folds his arms. He goes, "Yeah." And how do you think she feels when you say your shit for the fourth and fifth and sixth time? You think she wants to hear that shit? Oh like, man, I do love you, Colin. Because. <laughs> Patrice repeats himself, too, but he thinks, you know, well, he would tell me, well, that's because you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times he was right. And, and but, but on the other hand, it is true where it's like, well, you're not listening. That's why I repeat myself. Well, <laughs> no, I repeat myself because I, I'm not sure if I said it right the first time. <laughs> so, he knew that, and he just wanted me to shut the fuck up. So. <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Like I said, he was mostly right all the oh, time. Oh, man. We all like to hear ourselves talk. I know I do. That's why I just jumped in. <laughs> I have nothing to say there. But it was too much time without Jim Norton. That hurts the Good boy. Good boy, Jimmy. Good boy. We need a dose of Jimmy. Gold star, Jimmy. Uh, uh, we have to plug everything. Funny. Yeah, let's get yes, the fuck out of here. Before we wrap up for the end of the year, let's wrap up. A uh, couple of things I want to plug. Uh, Bob, Bob Kelly, New Year's Eve, uh, The Stress Factory. And he will be at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. Yes. Um, and I just keep forgetting. Oh, I'm looking at my phone because he texts me. What the fuck, dude? Well, we, that was the funniest It was a song. great phone call. Yeah, that was a great. I want to thank uh, uh, you know, Robert for calling. January 7th, WilburTheater.com yeah. up in Boston. Yeah. So if you're from Boston, go up and see Bobby. He's great. Yeah. And, uh, of course. Um, what is Jonathan promoting? Jonathan, uh, the government takeover yes. in North Africa. He's he? a cartoon about clitoral circumcision. Oh, good, good, good. So he's plugging that. Yes, in the car. God, I hope he comes home alive. Alive. I, I guess he will come home no matter what, yeah. but hopefully alive. Yeah. And um, he's crazy. And uh, audible.com slash Patrice for the uh, the twenty hours, uh, sixteen hours for twenty bucks, or you can just buy if you're a chiseler, buy it in sections. <laughs> fucking assholes. Get the whole thing. Buy it all. Buy it all. Because a lot of people ask, what could they do? This That's is something you can, you can do if you have the money. It's going toward a great cause, obviously. Yeah, so Patrice's Everyone family. that uh, Patrice uh, loved. And, and all love Patrice. Content. And Mr. Yeah. P, there's the uh, CD, which uh, obviously not released yet. You can pre-order iTunes and on Amazon. And then and Jason and those guys did the right thing because they actually switched the deal so the family got more money. I mean, they did a good thing. They, yes. they, they a lot were of really stepped up, man. A lot of people. Stepped and, up. And, and if, yeah. if I can, I, I forgot to mention, and I, I'm uh, probably a, a ton of people, but thank you to Dr. Steve, too. Oh, yeah, he sends a text. He's, he's, he's great. No words. A Dr. Steve. Yeah, he's creepy. I think that's the word you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, he's creepy. <laughs> you know, I... Uh, that's one word. Yeah. <laughs> that's how 
cookies have uh, cookies have no fluid in them. That's why they're dry. They could use more fluid. Yeah, you could probably eat and, those, and you're going to get diverticulitis. <laughs> uh, and Von, Twitter again is Von DeCarlo. Oh, yeah, V O N D E C A R L O. Just V O N. Okay. Yeah. Say hi. Nice. Yeah. Say hi. What are you releasing? Oh, my humble little project. Actually, Patrice co-executive produced my album project. I, I wrote the music for Elephant in a Room, and then mm -hmm. after that, I, I did was working on my own album project. And a couple days actually before he had the stroke, he actually hired a publicist to try and help me, you know, promote it and everything. He was very supportive, and it was quietly released on his birthday. Hey. Um yeah, it was scheduled for that day anyway, and I was going to mm. do this big album release party and disguise it because um, I really wanted to have a birthday party for him. <laughs> but I, I didn't get to do that. But anyway, I, but I would say that I'm still here to do another album if my project doesn't do well. So if you got 10 bucks to spend on my album, change it over and spend it on Mr. P or Audible. Or, you know, my, my purpose is to keep his voice alive. As as much as I can, yeah. I, I'm still here. If, like I said, if my project doesn't do well, hey, yeah. I could do another one. He's, do, yeah, he's not do here more. to do another one, and I want to make sure that his voice stays out. Right people want to hear it. That's possible. for sure, man. Absolutely. What is the name of your Where is the name of your album? Where can oh, they get it? Honest Righteousness. <laughs> it's, it's on. Actually, that that <laughs> Honest Righteousness. I wrote. Is the title track and the video is out. I, I posted a link to my YouTube on my Twitter um, earlier, and um, that's the song I wrote about Patrice. And he actually called it the Stalker song. It's <laughs> um, in the most simplistic terms. Yeah, I wrote about my honest feelings for him, and he would always say, "Be honest, be righteous." And you know, I wrote a song about it, and then he called me a stalker. It's <laughs> terrible. It's so, so typical. But exactly. Oh. But thanks for even mentioning. Sure. It, oh. I, I really want to, you know, make Jesus. sure that his stuff is. That, see, I re, that's three. I repeated myself. It's all good. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I would never want a woman to write a song about me because nobody wants to hear a song called Erection Difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me come, dum dum. The anti stalker song. Oh, the awful. The, the running away. The why I'm leaving song. <laughs> but if you go to my website, there's, there's links for um, my. Uh, my stuff, Patrice's stuff. For everything. Um, I, oh, yeah, the, Twitter. I also have always ran Patrice's Facebook, and sometimes I would post tweets for him when he couldn't post, like, dates and stuff. So I do his Twitter now, and I know some people get creeped out, but if you <laughs> just look at the bio, I say that it's me. Yeah, keeping yeah. his yes. Twitter page in honor of him and right. to give information to his fans. Sure. I'm not posting anything like, hey, I read a book today. It's all right. tree stuff. <laughs> yeah. you know, if you want to know what, what I'm reading or what I'm doing, you know, go to my Twitter. But yeah. Info on his projects. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, so right. it, don't get creeped out. It's not him tweeting from heaven. It's, yeah. it's just me here on earth, lonely, and just being a Twitter whore. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're going to have to come back, man. Oh, thank yeah. you. I, I want to come back way. definitely right before it releases. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah Jonathan yeah, yeah. and I are planning to do a huge album release party for Mr. P. 
So hopefully mm-hmm. you guys can come to that. I don't know when it's going to be, but you know when I come back, I should have more information. Yeah, yeah I'm sure know. Jonathan Absolutely. will have it in Tripoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he survives, I'm so uh, yeah. oh, My other husband. If his head is attached to his body, there'll be a great album release party. Oh, he makes it back alive from the fucking Ivory Coast. Does he get lung worm or some foreign disease? What is he doing? We all oh, have anxiety. No. Yes. Lunatic. Enough already, Jonathan. Uh, get it. No. You like to explore. Yes, thank you, Opie. We Fuck. Enough already. He needs a hug. He actually told me, he said, you know, if it's safe and everything and they want tourism, you know, uh, I could definitely book you and you could, like, perform. And I'm like, oh, great. Uh, great. Uh, That's you good. You want me to perform in Africa? Yeah. yeah. Um, You'd okay. be a queen. Uh, yeah, no before you know it, you're using a queen. marriage. Yeah. And you're, oh, God. Uh, I like black guys, but I like American. <laughs> Without assault rifles. <laughs> yeah, might, uh, all right, we're yeah. going to start our little uh, thing here. So we'll see you guys soon. Good yeah, thank, you guys. Thank, you, good. thank you. Thank you. Thank no you. Von DiCarlo, everyone. Bravo. Thank you, Have Mom. a safe holiday. We'll see you guys in 2012 when the world ends. Oh, oh. oh God. Thank you. <laughs> is that one of those songs? Oh, this is Peter Gabriel, isn't it? Uh, it's sampled, but yeah. Yeah, I hear the sample in there. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sexy and I know it. Vaughn's in studio. Patrice's uh, longtime girlfriend, wife. What the hell is going you on with you? You hit me with that immediately. You hit me right <laughs> in my heart. I was so hurt. Oh, I was so hurt. But, By me? You know, no. Yeah, because people are saying you're a longtime girlfriend. Long-term girlfriend. I. I mm. That hit me in the gut. I mean, I have not been referred to as wife, um, as long-term girlfriend ever. Right. But, and Patrice has only addressed me as his wife it, probably for at least a year or two. Right. I have an engagement ring on both fingers. He died before we got married. Right. And if you want to hear the sick, disgusting story and, you know, you want to get sad, his last gig was at Caroline's. And then he had a two-week break coming up where he was going to fly to L.A. and discuss the FX thing. Right. And during that two-week break, we were going to be settling everything, getting everything ready. You know, I don't want to get all the dirt out there, but nothing was in order. Right. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing. But we were going to use that two-week period before he went back to L.A. to get ready for December, which we were actually going to get married in Hawaii. Wow. And we were going back and forth. Should we like just do like the justice of the peace thing and then, you know, bring my daughter and his mom to Hawaii and do a family vacation and do like a uh, or should we do the wedding there? We were like talking like that, like we were going to do something small and then tell everyone. Sure. So I I love the fact that you guys all definitely gave me that respect and, and just, you know, I've been Patrice's wife to everyone for so long. And then this is the first time I'm seeing it that way. I didn't even get fiance. What was it, it was the like, Rolling Stone yeah. article? Yeah, the Rolling Stone. Which, by the way, I the- heard they did a good job. I I got the I got the issue, and I, I I'm a pussy man again. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't read it yet. It's I can't hard to read, read. I can't read the article, and I, and I still haven't listened to the CD that everyone's raving about. The last, uh, you know, project he was working on when he died. It's tough, and I will say this: the article is not about me. You know, it, the article is 
fantastic for Patrice's um, legacy. It's it's four pages, a four page tribute, huge picture. They're they're talking about his entire life. I, I'm a tiny little ant in comparison to what the article is supposed to be about. So that little thing, yes, that hurt my feelings. But what hurt it's your not feelings? About I just come in, we were taping something. I'm sorry. When they he came on air and hit me with the long term girlfriend title, oh, yeah, and yeah. I almost passed out. I'm like, thanks, Opie. Well, it's more of a joke because it's like. <laughs> And I know you wanted to discuss it, so I, I figured, what the hell? Let's get into this. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it is it's a joke to me, but it, it's hurtful because of everything that's going on, and it, it's you. like what's it's, going on? What can you say? What's up? Well, you know, I've only heard that term come from one person, and I, I don't want to, you know, say anything ag- against anyone but i'm i'm not you know put it like this i'm I'm mumbling so let me just say this i wish that we did get married and um in my future whatever point i'm able to move on i will never ever be this involved in someone's life without being married sooner because you are not protected as as long-term girlfriend or even fiance they don't recognize common law marriage in the state of new jersey and um, to keep it simple, I, I have not been allowed in in my house that you shared uh, with Patrice? with Patrice since a, probably a few days before the funeral. And uh, you know, Patrice and I had two households. Right. We had when he bought the house, we decided to keep my apartment to keep my daughter in the school system where she was. Right. Until she finished. And to let Patrice breathe every once in a while. No, he. <laughs> well, yeah, but he didn't get much breathing room because he was either at the apartment with me right. or we were over there. It was it was literally. Oh, I didn't realize like it was a, You know what? I, I didn't realize that was a school system thing. It makes yeah. sense. It was a I school system I didn't thing. Know that. that was it. And um, she she goes to a very special school. It's hard to get into. You know, it's a performing arts school. It's an arts integrated school, but you also have to be like a really smart kid to get in and test in. She had to audition yet she had to interview you know she had to meet with the principal it was a long process so you know we have to let her finish that in eighth grade you have to live in that school district so that's all that was about and you know at this point it i'm kind of you know at first i was like oh i need to you know be here even during the the funeral i was um kind of pushed out i wasn't you know all of the support was going to the house and my daughter and I were at my apartment eating ramen noodles while whatever was going on at the house. So, so you haven't been allowed back in the house, and you got like stuff in there, right? Of course, yeah. Holy yeah. shit! But my my daughter has stuff in there, but you know. I would I, I would say this, because someone has to say it. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Obviously, I don't know what the hell. But I'll say this: knowing Patrice as, as well as we did, he he, he would want it differently. He would be pissed off. Uh, absolutely. Patrice would be pissed off that you're not allowed to go back into that house and get your shit. And I, I don't know what happened. I don't know when. I don't know the full I, story, but I have to say that for Patrice. I just know. You know what? And and I don't, I'm, I'm mumbling and I'm stumbling because I, it's still his people. Right. You know, I don't want to, you know. Did he get along with his people? Absolutely. You're obviously talking about Patrice's family. Yeah, without absolutely. Without mentioning specific people, but right. you're, you're talking about his family. I don't And they know have treated you differently since he passed. Let's almost the, the very moment that he passed. Because, you know, the, it, it, 
I felt 100% that I was doing the right thing by Patrice and his family the entire time he was in the hospital. I have no clue. You know, I have some clue, you know, because I've been, you know, there has been discussions, but. Can I ask you this? Did you make a decision in the hospital that they didn't agree with or anything like that? Or can you think of anything that might have turned them? If you don't want to discuss it, by the way, I'm not going to push it. Yeah, wherever you, you don't want to go. But I don't, I, but I don't know fine. where, I don't know how, how, you know, how much you want to get it. Maybe you want to vent today. I don't know. Right. But if um, you don't want to say something, that's that's fine by us. Trust me. That that could be possible. But um, I, I want to be careful just because I, I don't want to call anyone out that's not here to defend themselves. Right. And I don't want to make this a one-sided story. Right. You know, but from what I'm getting, it, it there's no legitimate reason. You can't You know, even out. if you've disagreed with anything, if Patrice was here, he he wouldn't have it the way it is. Even if there were disagreements with how things were handled, but I certainly 100% wash my hands of it because they're clean. I did nothing right. wrong. What, what do you got in the house that you want? Um, at this point, I would say nothing important that's, that I'm stressing over anymore because it, it's not, it, it's been long enough. I've, I've, I've made many calls, texts, emails, you know, and at first it wasn't even about getting anything because I didn't think that that would be an issue at any point. Can't they put it in a box at least and say, hey, he'll be out on the curb at 10 a.m.? There are memories there that no one would understand why I would want. Right. You know, it's not as simple as give me my guitar or give me my daughter's stuffed animals out of the closet. Which are, it, which are things, by the way, because well, I've heard. Uh, stuffed animals that Patrice gave your daughter are still in the house that your daughter, I would assume, want. And you have a special guitar that you like that's uh, still there. <laughs> There's a lot of things there that I, I would like. I mean, every... All the artwork on the wall, the the pictures on the wall, we we picked out on the streets of Brazil. You know, we we picked those. So it'd out. be nice to have one of those. It, it would be nice to have anything at right. this point, but I, I'm so back and forth with that now. It's like it's it hurts so much to to even imagine. It, that was part of the article that I couldn't stomach is is reading how everything is being packed up, and I'm like, what's being packed up? Because a lot yeah, of that I, stuff you got with Patrice or or is your stuff. But at the end of the day, it's not because we were not tec- technically married. And I will take par- a small por- portion of the blame for that. Um, you know, Patrice, you can't push him. But so far, you know, but when he was finally ready, he did pass away before it actually happened. Um, but technically, you know, next of kin is next of kin. So if I'm long term girlfriend and. Those things don't belong to me anymore. Then I have to separate myself from it and and take a deep breath. It's really sad. I don't I, know the other side of the story, obviously, but I'm gonna say it again. Knowing Patrice like we did, there's, there's no way he'd want it to go down like this. There's no way. It's a really there's no way. From from what I see, it seems like with such a sudden death, and it, it was such a there was it was just all of a sudden you're, you're you're watching television, and the next thing you know, a fucking a rock has come through your window. Like it, it was that. I think that people sometimes don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to make sense of it. Sure. And I, I don't know. I think for a while, I think when people are just trying to, to actually see what has happened, blame starts. And that might be human 
nature where you just start blaming. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody, but I don't think it's an evil intent. But it, it seems like something going on. It, it's 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 a horrible, horrible thing that happened. And how do you make sense of it? You got to find something to blame, and to blame nature doesn't make sense because nature you can't see, you can't put a face on it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know when something like that happens, there's a lot of emotions that are really raw. No one's thinking straight, and then somebody gets in somebody's ear, and that's what sets it off. Yeah. Somebody says something like, "Hey, you know that stuff could be whatever. You you know maybe you should." Keep that in the house, and then that's where somebody puts something in somebody's ear while they're friggin', you know, their emotions are all over the place. Really, you think so? Yeah, you never know, and then that's it, and then everything gets shut down. I went through a similar situation with an ex that passed away with the family. All of a sudden, you know, come out of the woodwork and... Hey, this is mine. This is mine. This is this, this, this. Right. And all I've been that stuff. being accused of having things that don't even exist. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like jewelry. All these, yeah. It's like the I don't care about a, a watch. Right. You know, and and it's like if if I'm being accused of these little things, it's like I've given you. I even had things at at the apartment that I've I've given back, and I'm like. I don't have whatever it is that you're looking for. I hope you find it, but I don't have it. Oh, like, so they think they might think you. Oh. Well, l- let me just say this: um, Patrice and I not were were very close, obviously, but I also worked with him with everything, right? From business to personal, right. so. Uh, Obviously, if someone is feeling mistrustful of you for whatever reason, they may feel like you're hiding something. Oh, I got you. And and it's like I. I had access to uh, an account that, you know, was basically our account, you know, with pin codes and everything that I had in my wallet. You know, I made that known. You know, I there if I was going to be sneaky, I would have been sneaky. I'm from the hood. I know how to be sneaky. You know, I I grew up in the projects. I'm not a sneaky person. And here's my thing. Patrice, it, it, if you think that I'm so fucking magical, that the great Patrice O'Neill, who can see through everyone on Earth in about five seconds and sum them up and know their character, how magical am I that I, I pulled the wool over Patrice's eyes for 10 years? I'm really a bad person. Okay. I, I have a thought. Do you, do you think that um, they think that Patrice had more money than he had? Probably. Yeah. And, and people who are... That, that's, the funny and th- that's an assumption. Yeah, but that's the funny thing about... You know, comedians, like, you just assume these guys have a lot of money, and the fact is they do Dude, they're saying Gary Busey is worth under 50 grand. Now, that might yeah. be a paperwork issue. I don't yeah. know what his personal life is, but a lot of times people Patrice don't have what well, you think. But he also spent like a mother hugger. Right, and, mother and hugger. people oh. who are not in fucker, the business yeah, don't. Well, people who are not in the that. entertainment a business. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But, people who aren't in the business tend to think that, you know, people see you on TV, they think you're you have money. Right. You know, so maybe so they, they just assume that he had more, and there's some account or something, and then you got it first, and that's pissing. The, something's going on. It's, it's something. Because in all fairness, uh, you know, and to be honest, I met, you know, Patrice's family, and I I thought they were really nice people. So you know, I believe what you're saying. Trust me. And and I'll and once again, because I think it's really important, Patrice would want this differently than how it's going down. That is no doubt in my mind, and and you got to think some of that has to come into play uh, where they sit. And it's hard to watch because, I, and I'm not being diplomatic. I really do love Vaughn, and I really do love his family. Like I really, it really, I really do care about all of them. Yeah, I agree. With you and too. it's very difficult to 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 see people in any type of horrible tragedy not 
just getting together, you know, because you want everybody to feel as good as you can feel. You want everybody to right. move on and, and, and begin to live again. And you don't want any any type of a strife with it because it's hard to watch people you care about dealing with that. Are they mad about the special deal that was made for Mr. P and uh, the thing we did with Audible with Patrice's material? Because I'll tell you right now where I sit, there was no doubt in my mind that's how the deal should have been set up, where you would get some of that uh, money because – at this Cause point, because we knew that's know. what Patrice would have wanted. Simple right. as that. I, I don't know. At this point, it's been so long that I've had any communication with anyone. You haven't I, talked I don't to know. Patrice's family since the funeral. I've tried since the funeral. That I've was it. I've tried. I've tried. Afterwards, there were some. I, it was more of a slow blow off. I would say, you know, there. Um, Martin's shaking his head. Yes, he understands this, huh? We talked about this. We have very similar stories. Really? Yeah. Well, I must say, the last time I saw you guys were in in Atlantic City, right? And um, that was actually harder for me than the funeral itself, because it was the first time I was at an event where you know I would not necessarily be without Patrice, right? And all of you guys, and, and it, it, it was very, very hard. At the end, everybody has something to do and somewhere to go, or a person to talk to, or someone right. to see. And Jim, you don't know this, but I ended up at dinner with Opie and his wife. I, I don't know if you know this, I but know uh, and, and <laughs> was that the shitty dinner you were talking? No, I'm no. kidding. I'm <laughs> joking. It's, I'm kidding. It was me, my wife, Boss, and Bonnie. We invited. You know. Oh, I didn't know you went to that. I went to that, yeah, and I thought you were coming. I was going to. And you couldn't make it, so I'm sitting there yeah, with the two couples and this big-ass empty chair. Oh. With, which made it worse, <laughs> and this is, in a way, twisted funny. There's a spotlight, basically, in the uh, on the empty seat. You so know you how restaurants that? have lights? Yeah, of course I did. As soon as you – she, I mean, if you're going to talk about it, she – Got up crying and we're like, we felt I, so bad. And I then couldn't even boss is like, my tea, drink my tea. I, I didn't even of make course. it to order. I, <laughs> and then we tried to like get rid of the chair, the setting, everything. So now it looked like more of a normal, you know, five person table type of situation. <laughs> right. It's, but it was too late. This light, you know how restaurants have their lights, but this particular light was shining on the empty fucking seat. And not, like, not oh only God. is it because he's, Patrice is gone. Everybody in the restaurant thinks you've been stood up. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I was in my agent's room with uh, Florentine. I went and it was with Pete watching the game. Um, you know what it was, too? Um, I was imagining if he was there. You know, you you guys were talking, you and right. Voss. And you guys were, we're doing what you do. And, and I hear Patrice's. What he would have said. In everything. So I'm just like. In other words, you heard, shut up, dummy. A yeah. million times. And then everything just became like too much. And I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then yeah. I was in the bathroom so long that Bonnie came in there after me. Like, I, 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 and I told her, I said, I can't come back to the table. Please apologize for me. This is too much. I feel like an asshole. That was the first time. And Voss might have said while you were gone that you're a buzzkill, but. Uh... Yes. I, and I knew that. I knew that. No, and I'm I was kidding. trying. No, I'm not realistic. I'm like, I am going to ruin no. dinner. No, Voss would, no, no, Voss would have said that to be funny. He's no, not. Even, Von, even Rich is not that You got to understand. That was just a joke. We yeah. wanted you to stay so fucking bad. Yeah, nobody we were, wanted we were you trying to, to figure I, out how we could get that done. Let me tell you, I, I never stopped crying. 
crying. I know. I never stopped crying. I was that was the first time I was unable to control my emotions in front of people right. because normally I'm like this. And and I started that way even in the hospital. I, I don't cry in front of Patrice, don't cry in front of his mom, don't cry in front of your kid. That was my mentality. Stay strong, you know. Right. Handle everything how Patrice would do it. And I feel like I did that as best as I could. And Patrice said to me a long time ago, you know, if anyone ever accuses you of anything that you know you're not doing or you know it's not you as, a, as your characteristic, wash your hands of it because you better know that what they're accusing you of is what they're doing to you right. or they're going to do to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel that and experience that and know that. And that's all I really have to go off of. And, you know, I won't get into too many more full details about any of it right right at this point until I see what happens, because I don't know where anything is. More importantly, is that uh, cherry red? The lipstick? It's coral. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I have a side a, view of the dress. It's very uncomfortable. I'm, I'm looking at the dress is fucking giant chin. And the beautiful <laughs> the beautiful red lips are driving me nuts. Thank you. Thank but you. But what did you say? I don't I haven't even heard a word you said. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, every single time you see me, it'll be the same thing. I don't own any other type of clothing. That's no, fine. It's There's something kidding. wrong with we like women that. with big boobs that those cover doors up. open at the they apartment just to get Morty's clothes out. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll fucking break down the door. No you wait. Wear stuff like that. When we were in Atlantic City, and I'm talking, we're talking, and he's telling me his story, and I'm loving Florentine to death. He gives me this big man hug, and mind well, you, well, you want to feel your boobies, yeah. Mind you, I know I'm Florentine like, a little bit. He gives me those hugs, but from the yeah. back. I, yeah, I, let me I, let, I let me console you. Yeah. Well, I on, need to I console you. I know. I'm Come like, here, me and you. We've been I through this. My lover, my best friend, but also my lover. I've not been touched in a thousand years. I'm like, so um. Yeah, you're getting married in July. You're going to have to get away from me. I'm like, oh, this hug is great. Yeah, I just gave her a little pat on the ass. I'm like, on your way. (laughs) Then I'm like in Atlantic City, like someone else hug me. Where's Jim? Hug me. Where's Opie? Hug me. Where's where's anyone? Hug me. I got a nice squeeze into that. It's nice. Well, you I'm know. all over. Do you know how much? Hugs. Do you know how much you would have <laughs> regretted banging Florentine? That would have been the worst fucking 15 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it, you know, of course, just because of Patrice, I just couldn't. Yeah. It, it would be, it would oh, be really bad. People confused. Yeah, Vaughn's getting some proceeds because that's a deal we set yes. up. Because that's what Patrice wanted. They're asking, so I want. And, and the other side, I, I'm mad, but I, I, I think Patrice wouldn't want anyone to, uh, to pick sides. You know. I don't know. Right. I, don't, and, I don't know what's going on. It's really confusing to me because what I saw from Patrice's family, I'm very surprised by this, uh, and I I don't know. I and don't, for I, the record, that's why I don't want to speak on all the gory details because I don't want anyone to pick sides either. Right. And I don't I don't want it to be a bashing on on the other side because Patrice wouldn't want that either. At the no. end of the day, you know, I know where his heart is and it's it's on both sides and that's fine with me. Well, you know, I'm hurt and I'll I'll figure it out. But I, I let don't me ask want you this. this to become a thing. In a perfect world, what do you, what do you want right now? I don't know, Opie. I want everything to be okay. I want, to, want. I want to fast forward to life being okay. You would like to go in that house and maybe be able to, to you know, get a few things. Yes. And, and talk I will like, say yes, and but talk I'm like scared. Human, but talk like human beings, like, okay, I really want that picture because this is it's why. It's been my experience that I, I can talk like human beings and then it seems like it'll be okay. And then five minutes later, it's back to the same thing. 
and back to accusations and back to distance. It, so that, I, death it's is been exhausting. so much of an up. It is exhausting. Death is exhausting. You know what happened? You think, you think you the worst part is the funeral? It? And then I have to explain well, it to my kids. Death. The family yeah. comes out of the woodwork afterwards to try to control the situation. And a lot of times it's they not the immediate family who is close. Right. It's, it's other people. It's, it's other, cousins. Sometimes it's other uncles. People. It's all this stuff. People that could never control that person when they were alive, all of a sudden when they're gone, now they want complete control. They move in. Right. And it's I'm making all the decisions. Fuck you. Everybody out of my way. Right. right. And, and if, too bad. They don't know anything. They don't know a lot of things that went on in their personal life. But all of a sudden, they're experts. And all of a sudden, there was all this stuff there. And Jim dealt with that for a long time. I remember I remember when you were going through that. It was awful. Did Fucking awful. I was very inspired talking Did, to Florentine because he's he was doing better. better. No one's ever said that before. <laughs> that, that's the first time it's <laughs> ever been said. That's the first time those words oh have ever been strung together in a row. <laughs> Florentine, make a plaque. Because I was Get standing, that plaque hung up. I'm standing in Atlantic City like a crying, bumbling fool. I could not control myself at all. Even your wife, Opie, helped me through Atlantic City a lot. I love her. It, it, I, I latched on to her. I latched on to it, Florentine. His story was so similar. And to know that he's about to get married, I'm like so happy. It's like, I can't even see the possibility. What, who, what, where, why, and how is going to you know, come into my life. It's, it's hard to see even if I can see it. Let me tell you a little story about Greg Opie Hughes. I'm not supposed to be here because my dad's high school sweetheart died at 26 years old. Wow. And he didn't want, he certainly didn't want her to die. Wow. I look at death very differently because I, I'm here because of a, a horrendous tragedy in my dad's life. And he, he, even when um, he had six of us and we, me and my dad would go out drinking, I would finally get him to talk about it. He would break down in tears like it happened yesterday still. Happy that we were he here, happy you know, with my mom. Right. But the fact remains that he never wanted his high school sweetheart to die. But wow. then was ended up happy with his life. He says right. he looks at it like two different lives. Right. And, and uh, Norton had talked me through some of those moments with, um, like, you know, saying, you know, the Kennedy story he gave me. Like, I, I've been inspired. I don't from, remember what that was. It, it, you you told were saying a Kennedy that, story? I, I think I said you were saying something it could be about worse. We could be in Dallas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could be no, 1963. And... She saw her husband's face shot off, and then she moved on and got married. Oh, how Jacqueline like Onassis. Well, yeah. well, money. Eventually uh, moved on, yeah. Money cures all woes. Well, she had well, that. Well, keep the... that in mind when I'm looking for a new husband, <laughs> Although, I guess. Although, <laughs> you can get a, a, Greek, a Greek shipping magnet, you but just take it. <laughs> they, they had on the news today, JFK was worth $1 billion, so how yeah. much more money did the... The fucking uh, tycoon has. Well, let's but, just but let me tell you, on. Patrice was not worth a billion, and um, you know I'm I'm not <laughs> in the greatest of positions right now, but it'll be fine eventually. I it, I will you figure can't. it out. I'm not, I'm still alive, and I'm still I still have a kid and two dogs An to take kid, care of. An amazing. It's kid. her birthday this weekend. Wish her happy. How old is she? She's going to be officially thirteen. Oh, she wow. like, oh, I thought she was fourteen. Wow, she's oh, twelve. Oh no, she was twelve. She's very she's smart. Still, yeah. Yeah, she's an amazing kid. She spoke it the way. She was very composed. I think we're going to see some good stuff from her down the road. Yeah, yeah, very bright. Obviously, uh, really well-spoken for a 12-year-old. Like for a 12-year-old to communicate that well under amazing. brutal circumstances was amazing. very impressive. Yeah, that, that I was terrified. She's like, 
because I'm telling her who's going to be there, and you know, you guys are speaking, and you know, Kevin's speaking, everyone, and she's and she's like, I love Kevin Hart, and and she she's like a big fan, and I'm like, are you going to be able to, to like they're talking, and then you're going to go up and talking, and and at first she was supposed to go first, and then they made her go last, and like. You're headlining. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. But by the way, that was very nice what Vaughn just did. Here's what, here's what really happened. She didn't met, The kid said Kevin Hart is speaking, and she went, yes, but Vaughn just threw us in to be polite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, no, I said you guys are talking. And she's like, who cares? Fuck them. Who cares no. about those middles? <laughs> no, but she already knows you guys. And 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 I was really impressed that she she wasn't like, oh, I love you. She just said, Hello, Mr. Hart. How are you? I'm I'm one of you. You know, yeah. she she's very she's very, good. She's very mature. She wasn't like all she, freaked out and, about anything. And she's taller than Kevin, right? At twelve years old, I yeah. think so. At A this tall girl, yeah. and her act is better. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's uh, I was I was more worried about Voss saying something stupid than her. But Voss was the X factor. If anybody was going to trip up guys, and ruin everybody's day, it was going to be him. But he was great. You guys were amazing. Yeah, he remember so, he started off it going. I just want to let you know, I'll be saw my CDs outside yeah. the church. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Jesus. Now? And Colin opened up by slamming me. Yeah. I talked right before Colin, and it was great. It was like, it, it just made me really happy to be a comic at that moment. I had read a couple of fan emails I had gotten from people that Patrice helped or whatever. And one was from a woman who had breast cancer and whatever. And Colin made fun of me for reading part of the email that said she was friends with Eddie Brill. And uh, he's like, did you have to mention that she was friends with Eddie Brill? And <laughs> yeah. could you have edited that part out? And the fucking place exploded. It was such an honest, funny thing to open with. And he was right. Stupid asshole yeah. I am. Not editing. So here, here's the deal. Uh, Patrice O'Neill's article, his article in Rolling Stone magazine came out. Who's on the cover? Because people are asking. The the cast of The Voice. Christina Aguilera and, and the right. other guys from, okay. from The Voice. But it's the latest one on newsstands mm -hmm. right now. Because I, I can't, I couldn't find the magazine. I haven't bought Rolling Stone in so long. And they don't sell it anymore. It's smaller now. It's regular magazines. Right. So yeah, it's the regular It's size. unbelievable, though. Yeah. A lot of the newsstands just don't carry it. So yeah. I used to get Rolling Stone every freaking month. I actually, I, I don't have a copy. I, I, the record label, Jason from the record label who's, um, who, who produced the album sent me a, a, his copy, um, a scanned copy of it. And it is very hard. It's Couldn't very you send hard. your whole copy of the cheap scare? <laughs> I think he he got the day he got it. He was oh, like, "Look, okay. you know." So it was more like that, and it is it is difficult. But again, I want to make sure I'm saying again, it is a great article, and I'm so grateful to Rolling Stones for doing that for Patrice. is is definitely not about the long term girlfriend thing. That that's you know honestly that hurt my feelings. But it, it's up to them to report accurately. So um, it, it should have been fiance technically, but. You know, fine. The article is fantastic for his legacy, right. and I appreciate it. And, you know, to answer your question specifically about the house, I'm at a place where it. I'm so afraid to go over there at this point. I don't know how um, I will be able to handle it mentally because at this point I've been forced to put my mind in a place where you start just writing things off and, and going, okay, you know, if you're not – how are you going to live if you never get to go over there and get any memory or anything? And then you get yourself into that place, and then you have to go backwards to go into the house. I, I don't even know what what to do. I don't know what I want at this point. And can I, I just want everything to be okay and well, everybody to be okay. Right. I, I want to clear up something. Somebody's asking me on Twitter. Um, What's Twitter? 
Uh, it's a really fun social networking site, which can apparently get you fired if you work for the news. <laughs> but this is not what Vaughn is saying, and I want to clear this up because people I don't want to listen. What half it, people just don't sometimes. hear what people. This guy tweets me, and, and he's being well intentioned. He goes, "The money donated goes to her or his family. I'd rather money go to Vaughn than his greedy family." No, Ask, I'm that, sorry. I never that is, no, 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 is not. What is being said. And again, we're not being diplomatic or polite. No one is saying that Patrice's family is being greedy. That's not at all an issue. It's it's not they want to steal everything. No one is saying that. There's just I'm not saying that either. No one. I'm saying I don't know why I've been alienated in certain aspects. I don't know. We were all just speculating because that's what you do when you don't know. Right. I think it's more emotional and, stuff, but it's it's not about. Uh, and, I, and I'm I'm being very honest when I say I love Vaughn and I love Patrice's family, and I wouldn't love Patrice's family if they were greedy, awful people. It's it's not about that. Right. At all. So I know you're asking an honest question, Vinny, on Twitter, but uh, for real, that's not what's happening. Well, I mean the the deal uh, we made with Audible and the deal with the record company is what it is, right? It was it, it was written that way. It's for everybody, and everybody so, signed off on yeah, it. Yeah, so the, if they were greedy, they wouldn't have signed off. Yeah, on so Vaughn's money's not going to be fucked with that. No, right not at there all. at all. And Patrice's family had to say yes to that. Vaughn had to say yes to that. Everybody said yes to that. That wasn't right. some. And they 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 they, they weren't forced and, to say and, yes to that. They wanted to. And the part we you know we were involved with that a little bit, and and we just knew. Say it again. That's what Patrice wanted. Yeah, we're helping. That's obvious. And, and the bottom line is this. We don't know 100% because it wasn't written down. It's almost like when, you know, Patrice was a comic genius. Certain paperwork he should have done better. You know, I wish he would have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what happens is all these people who loved him are left to try to figure out how do we do this to best represent. And I'm talking about his friends as opposed to family and, and, yeah. and, and, and Vaughn. How do we represent what we think our friend would have wanted? You're not a mind reader. You can only do what you think is fair right. and go here and here. Right. I love you right. and I love it's, you and he loves all of he you. It's, done anyway. I know it is. It's not, yeah. it's not black and white. No, know? we but, don't know. But he you, didn't leave you, us a map. You could have a general idea, which, yeah. which I think we all have. I think it would be fun to just like not have a will and just let... Family members just fucking oh, duke it out. Just, just duke it out like there, vultures. It, but as long as you're it, able it, to see from wherever the fuck you go, if you go right, anywhere, just laugh about oh, it. How much I fun with that you, be? If Patrice <laughs> all can now, see right. from where he is, he is not <laughs> not happy. If there it. is a heaven and hell, and and he's watching this, he's probably more in hell. Did um did um uh how do I put this carefully? Did they find the dildos? I would imagine so. There's one in every freaking drawer. Maybe they were bothered by the I, amount of dildos. Hey, there, he is. In the house. there is dildos. I'm not into dildos. Zillions. Well, it's a, I'm not into This is based on a, a famous story. When we got back to radio, Patrice came in all excited with a briefcase. And we're like, what is he doing? And he just opened up this briefcase of dildos and then pulled each one out and told us about each individual Dr. dildo. Dr. Dildo. Doctor, he had a glass one. He had a double dong one. He had big ones, small ones, vibrating. He was ones. really into putting things into <laughs> me and others. <laughs> but <laughs> me personally, I, I would never That's use funny. a dildo. But maybe they're blaming you on the. Uh, uh, maybe they're blaming you for the dildos. 
Let's get it on record. Then I would has say nothing on to record, do with the dildos. They never met Patrice O'Neal. You mean the fact that the family was grieving, looking for an ice cream scooper, and they opened the fucking thing, yeah. and there's a giant green dildo? <laughs> Wherever they look, under the couch, uh, and Patrice. It, it's funny. Behind the bed. Because yeah, I, I mean, I, I could see that. You know, the family's looking for a will, and all of a sudden they open the door, and it's three dildos. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I would fuck? say they, the only reason they would be surprised is if they've never met him. Yeah. Like, the, how can you be surprised at anything like that? I mean, come on. Do you understand what it was like to be in Brazil with him when we would have to fuck? Yes, and I you do. know, you do. You were there. I absolutely do. He would go down and take his bag up. It was just so we embarrassing. We took more what? stuff for the the Brazilian hookers than we took for ourselves there. I mean, you're talking about lingerie and panties and and clothes and and you know happy dildos and everything. It's Hence, why Patrice didn't have money when he died. Yeah, <laughs> or a lot of it. Yeah. He's too busy buying hookers, pennies, and dildos, and playing fair. Well, he's very generous. I'm, I, it's all jokes. You know we love him. Oh, you never have to tell we me know. it's a joke. I know. know. I'm joking with you. Right, he, um, right, that bag was fucking... He had to bring the bag upstairs. Uh, so he would bring awful. a bag to Brazil of dildos. Do you understand? He had I had to go through customs with him. <laughs> Really? We're all guys, and he's got a bag of dildos. Well, imagine how they look at me. <laughs> yeah. Like, they hello. probably thought that it was your request. <laughs> Did they give you any good looks, Jimmy? I, I just, I avoided the line. I went into a different line. I'm like, I'm not going through with you. You're bringing fucking dicks, fucking sex toys in a third world country, you creep. <laughs> and then he would go, the, the lockers were on the f ground floor. Right. And then you go up one floor, and it was where the, like, the bar area where you would hang out, and you would meet the girls. They would put a number on you. And then you would go up to the third floor, and that was where the bedrooms were. And you show the the number to somebody up there, they write it down so they know what girl, because there's no money exchanged in the actual place until at the end. Um, so what happened was we'd be on the second floor in the bar area, Patrice would meet somebody, and then I, I would go up with my girl, and of course he would have to fucking truck down in the elevator, take his bag of dildos up two more flights to the third floor, do what he did, then go down three floors, and then come back up to the It was fucking exhausting. <laughs> it was exhausting. Like, where were you? And he's like, I had to go down. And of course I was taking fucking Viagra, so I wouldn't come until the end of the night. It was just obnoxious. Was, an was incredible it extra? Amount of patience for that. <laughs> was yeah. it extra with the dildos? I don't know. Probably not. No? Probably not. I fucked one girl without a rubber twice. What's wrong? What? A lot. Yeah, I know. I know. What? And she kept going, you special. You special. No. I was like, oh, uh, thank you. Oh, uh, did you, uh, more, did you come? Fada, something. I, I remember that they, they do talk really, really sexy. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the Portuguese languages. I don't like that. I like that. Really? Now that I know what boca means, I like that. I like boca. But I like, oh, uh, I like English. Like boca. Yeah, boca. <laughs> I like English. Yeah. Yes. Did you come when you, you didn't have a condom on? Faster, yeah, much faster. Where? Well, you know. I can't believe <laughs> that. What is she going to do? Track me down? I can't believe you did that. that <laughs> I thought they were more like just accessories in the room. I would love to think there's a Brazilian version of Jim Norton me too. right now. <laughs> Some guy blinking too much with a weak chin, oh. being beaten up in fucking mixed martial arts. Living, you are insane. Living on some roof somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> now, is this living proof like my theory last time I was on huh. about heterosexual male AIDS? If you go to Brazil and use fuck a hooker without a condom, come inside of her, and this guy's still clean. There you go. Well, let's hope I am. I haven't been tested since. No, you were tested. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thus there all you the go. blinking. There you go. Yeah. There I'm you go. nervous. God, I wish there was a little Brazilian Norton. That would be great. Can we track him down? Sure. What would happen, seriously, if like, someone came forward or whatever, this hooker somehow tracked you down, knew you were a comedian, and said, you got a four-year-old daughter right now. What would you do? 
Would you bring her here? Like, how would you handle that? We just send she, money over there and yeah, never she, see her. Would you put her in the will? She probably would. <laughs> she probably would be happy with a hundred bucks. That that would do the job. Probably. Yeah. Would I bring her here? Probably not. I think culturally, the mother and I would argue. If I had to go out and do a gig and she was fucking guys for eleven dollars. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I would probably not have an issue with that. Well, I would have an issue with that. Where would little uh, Brazilian Jimmy be while she's doing that? I don't know. Um, In the playroom would, of, your, of your building? I wouldn't know that that was really my kid. Oh, you would was, know. <laughs> you would know. Unless there was uh, <laughs> proof. Yeah. And um, I don't see myself submitting to a Brazilian DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't Jim, think I it, love you. can it go from country to country or no? Paternity? Uh, I don't oh, think it can. Oh, um, God. She's not a, then again, she might be a U.S. citizen. I don't know how that works legally. You should look into it just in case. <laughs> yeah, I really should. You wouldn't let the kid live in your apartment. I wouldn't let the kid visit my apartment. I, I would, well, I would rip down your kiss posters in your bedroom. She would just keep pointing and asking questions. I'd understand they'd probably be plotting to have me kidnapped and fucking murdered. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was scared. I thought I would get kidnapped there. You know, they thought I was a, a hooker in Brazil. They thought I was one of the Brazilian hookers, but I didn't know that for like the first two or three days because Patrice spoke a little Portuguese and he would talk to some of the guys and I kept hearing um, the same phrase over and over. And Quantos Custos or something like that. And I'm like, what are you saying? Because you guys are having this conversation. Then you'll look at me and then you'll laugh. I'm like, what is this? It's like, ah, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Finally, I'm like, no, I want to know. What What are they saying? And it's like, or they're asking me how much, it, how much does it cost to keep me for so long? Because they keep seeing me with the same hooker over and over and over. Uh. And they want to know when I'm letting you go so they can get you. And I'm like, ah. They oh, the girls. No, no, me. They thought right, I the was a hooker. Right, the girls thought you were a hooker, right. And I'm like, he said after that I, I became really loud and obnoxious in restaurants because I would order very loud and ghetto-ly. I want a Pepsi. <laughs> and, um, and and he's like, just put Americana T-shirt on on your forehead. Tattoo it. I'm Americana. Because I'm like, I'm not a hooker. Oh, like, you I'm so know, insulted. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, you think I'm Brazilian? It is scary, Ooh. though, right there. It is. It is scary because... The threat of violence is always right there. there. All, we walked one block from Help, Help. it was called Helpy. Yeah. We were at the Copacabana, the, what's it called, the uh, Orthon or something, Orthon? I just remember Helpy. Yeah, it was right next door. We were, we were a block oh, away. The, yeah, yeah, that's Rio the restaurant Othon where, yeah. Is where, at the hotel we stayed at. And, uh, no, that was, uh, Mia Pataka was the restaurant, the outdoor but restaurant. That, like, right there? Next to Help, right. So... We were walking back one a block, and we got kind of surrounded by these Brazilian kids. Um, and what happened was, we had Patrice had scolded some older kid was making a younger kid come over and beg from us, and Patrice called him out and goes, "No, you're begging for him. No, you all give money to him. I won't." So the other guy got mad and came back with a couple of people. Shit. Um, this was about eleven o'clock at night, and there was a guy whose job it was to shoo the locals away. His job was to shoo them away from the tourists outside of help. He was a security guy. Because they're spending money, man. Yeah, and he was like, he would, he, but they didn't give a fuck. He would kick the kids. Get the fuck, you know. Oh. Really? But they were, yeah, you know, see, hardcore. I, see, I saw some really sad Now, this wasn't kids, sad. These were aggressive, like, you know, pickpockets. Yeah, no, I didn't see those guys. He knew. And uh, so we got kind of surrounded a little bit. And um, the guy, one of the guys shook our hands like he shook our, I, we, we didn't know. So we shook his hand, 
was me, Keith, Bobby, Patrice, and then the guy put his finger in his nose and tried to shake Patrice's hand, I think. And Patrice was like, no, I'm not shaking your... No. And uh, Patrice knew something was wrong. And I think we saw the other guy and we kind of knew, but I don't remember how it got diffused. We just walked back while they, they kind of were around us talking shit. But we were only going one block. Had we been going down side streets, we probably would have had a major problem. Because just because they were 15 or 14 didn't mean that they weren't fucking having an ability. But we were in such a public area between Helpe and uh, the Rio Othon that there just wasn't enough room for them to operate and do something terrible and still be able to come back. Like, you know what I mean? It, was right, like, right. it probably just wasn't worth them having a major problem right there. So we got very wow. lucky. Yeah, but that was out. scary. That was scary. really fucking frightening. How many kids were there? I don't remember. Like 10? Yeah, Bobby or Keith might remember um, better. I, I don't remember. No, I don't think it was 10. It might have been four or five. But you just, you, there's so many people around. You, you're in a very strange world where everybody speaks the language and you don't. And you don't know who's with who because everybody's looking. Um, it's a very fucking isolated feeling. And uh, I think even Keith, you know, Keith is a fucking psychopath, but even he knew that there was a problem happening that, that you didn't want to, we wanted to avoid as opposed to deal with. Shit. If I remember correctly, it's been nine years now, or 10 years, so I don't remember exactly what happened. Wow. Oof. Scary. By the way, did we introduce you yet? Who are you? You don't know who Joe is? No. Joe's on. Who is he? Grab the mic. I thought we introduced you before. Is no. this your first Hi, time here? <laughs> It, oh, it's, it's, I'm such a dick. I've invited Joe many times to come and watch uh, the show. He's a big Opie and Anthony fan. And uh, I met him at UFC. Dana loves Joe. You, you Just tell people what you did. Sorry to change the subject. I've seen you before, but I don't know who you are or what you do. Uh, about a year ago, I was on the subway, and uh, I got attacked by Maxim Gelman, who had killed four people the night before. Uh, and uh, he attacked me. And uh, I took him down and uh, held him there for the cops. Wait, who's this guy? Guy killed four people with a knife. He was a psychopath. Down downtown. That was the, yeah. wasn't that the Russian guy from yeah. Brooklyn? Yeah. yeah, he killed his yep. wife or uh, his girlfriend him. and and the mother. Yeah, girl he was stalking, and uh, her mom, and he killed his stepfather, and uh, he hit two people with cars. One of them died, and uh, one of them didn't. So he stabbed three people to death and uh, ran over one other person. And then you got involved. Well, I was uh, on the subway going to work one day, and I'm just sitting there. And Opie, it was the day after uh, the Islanders played Pittsburgh, that revenge game when they beat the shit out of them. Oh, and they that scored was a nine great goals. fucking game. So I'm working on only a couple of hours sleep. Right. And I'm just sitting on the subway waiting to go to work, and this guy's pacing the train, and the cops are on the train looking for him. Um, long story short, he whips out eight-inch uh, cooking knife and uh, tells me I'm going to die and uh, lunges at me, cuts me here. You're the guy that got cut? Yeah, yeah. And I know who you are. Yeah. You were you were in the paper. Yeah. And you're a fan of our show? Oh, big fan. I told you he's a big fan. <laughs> Why are you always surprised that someone is a fan of the show? And I've been, I've been, I've been telling him because Dana loves him. I'm more excited him. that he's a fan of our show. Oh, huge. Dana huge. White loves him. Holy we, fuck, I remember you. And I see every UFC we way. talk. Big fan of that metal show, too. Awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you were in the paper, man. Yeah, he sliced you, but then you uh, took him down. Yeah, I took him down with uh, a single leg. And uh, while I was taking him down, he carved up the back of my head a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you I took helped. you take you take martial arts? Never. Oh I'm going no. To. I'm going to. Oh, you just you just grabbed his leg and brought him down. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching it since '93, uh, so I guess if you watch it that long, you know, shit just stays in your head. So. Oh, what were you thinking when that happened? I never asked you that. 
Um, when it's funny because when when he takes the knife out, it, it kind of happens in slow motion. Because the first thing I noticed was how dirty the knife was, and you just look at the blade and it, it has something on it, and I didn't know what it was if it was blood or dirt. Uh, and actually what I was thinking of was my wife and kids. Like, I got to get off this train because now we're in, the, we're in the tunnel. We're not even at a stop. We're in between Penn and 42nd. So we're in the tunnel, and I'm going, all right, it's on. But I'm really thinking I have to get off this train because I'm going to bleed to death. Were there other people on the train? The car was, uh, yeah, I mean, there were, the car was full. There were two cops in with the driver. And um, there were more people on in the car when it happened then when i got up everyone had a lot of people had run to the second car had anybody helped you one person helped me uh his name's alfred douglas uh once i got up and i and i was sitting there just bleeding to death uh this man came over and he helped the police officers handcuff him and and restrain him and then he got up and he started actually yelling at the people the other people on the train nobody's going to help this guy he's bleeding to death how could nobody help this guy and uh, he came over and he just put his hand on on my biggest wound back here and uh, then someone gave him tissues, and he basically stayed with me, uh, you know, and tried to calm me down and everything. But he's a godsend. How many how many stitches in the end? Uh, a total, I'm not sure. I got a, in the big wound behind my uh, behind my ear here. I, I got 20 stitches and 18 staples just in the one, but I have uh, four or five other wounds. So I would say stitches and staple wise, you're probably talking uh, over 100. Fuck, you were bleeding to death. Yeah. Why do you think Shit. he went after you? I mean, you're a big guy. Yeah, why of all people would he pick the fucking bald guy with the goatee and tattoos? <laughs> I'm sitting here looking yeah. at him like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, like the old joke is he went after the ugliest guy on the train, but I, I think I was just in, in the right. He tried to get in to the driver. And I was basically on the other side of the door where the driver drives the train. I might have just been in the wrong spot. I, I think he might have gone after anyone if they were sitting in that spot. So he looked at you and said, "You're gonna." Did you engage him or say anything to him or no? No. Once he um, basically he starts banging on the driver's door, and I don't know if he knew the cops were in there or not. And he basically told. How long did it take the cops to come out? Uh, <laughs> a little too long. Long enough for them, him to butcher my head. Why the fuck didn't they come right out? You know, I don't know. And they were on. They were on the train specifically looking for him they were in there looking for him and basically what he did was if you've been on the subway in the first car you know that the the door where the driver is there's a window and uh when i first noticed him he's banging on the window saying let me in i'm the police and i heard the police officer on the other side go you're not the police and and it was calm he just walked away as he walks away there's a guy standing next to me and he goes to the door now he's banging on the window but he's banging on the window looking over his shoulder. And I'm, like, looking around going, what the fuck is going on? I just got to get to work, you know? Um, and they still didn't come out. They so were scared. The, uh, possibly. I think they were scared. So, of course. So then the the second guy that's banging on the window keeps looking over his shoulder waiting to see when this guy's going to walk back up. And just as he started to walk back up, the guy next to me, he just bolts from the door, stands right back next to me. And uh, as Gelman is walking back up to the door, I don't know if he's going to try to get in again, but it's just like he stopped. He was maybe two or three feet from me and uh, just takes out the knife and tells me I'm going to die. Oh. Did he said that? Wow. Just yeah, like he said, that? you're, you're going to die. You're going to die. And Where did he get you it. first, in the face? He got me here first, right under my left Scary. eye. Mm -hmm. and, and then what? Uh, he got me here. Then I went, I went in for the single leg. And while my right shoulder was into his, say, midsection, He's behind. He's got his right hand going like this to the back. Was of he my a big head. guy? He was a big guy, right? He was Boy. probably six one, maybe a buck eighty. Oh, okay. He looks a little chubbier now in the pictures I've seen of him in jail. But uh, 
Uh, basically, he's he's ca- carving me up uh, by my ear and behind my head while I'm taking him down. Um, then when I, when I took him down, he still has the knife in his right hand, and he's flailing up. So the first time he flailed up, he caught me in the thumb. He sliced my thumb to the tendon. The second time he flailed up, he sliced me on the tricep. Now, are you feeling pain at this thing, or is the adrenaline? No, right now I'm not feeling anything. Finally, the third time, he's trying to cut me. I catch his wrist, and I slam it down. And when I slam it down, he drops a knife. And nobody went over and helped while he he was on the ground, and you were trying to... I mean, it's easy for me to say, but... No. But, and the cops knew what he looked like, obviously, because he started in Brooklyn and was going. So the cop in there obviously knew that that was the guy when he's like, you're not the cops. Yeah. Why didn't he come out right then? And I don't are. know. Why it, wouldn't the cop walk out when someone's banging on the thing saying, I'm the police? Well, the funny thing exactly. is, I, I live in, uh, I'm back on Long Island now. I used to live in Philadelphia. So when this happened, I was in Philadelphia. I hadn't seen a New York paper that day. So I'm on the train. People, citizens in New York knew what was going on because it was big news here. I had no idea. So that's why what happened was he was at 96th Street on the on the platform, and this woman is just standing there reading the paper, and she's reading an article about him. And he goes up to the woman, and he just points, the, points his finger right in the paper and goes, you see this shit they're writing about me? It's not true, and, like, swats the paper out of her hand. So she obviously knows who he is. She hightails it upstairs, calls the police, says, this guy's in the subway system. So now that all the cops are descending descending down there that's why the two cops that were in my car were on the train looking for him and um were they young cops no uh one the male cop was actually bigger than i was and uh the female cop was i guess average size whatever you know. why she didn't run out that's <laughs> what you want when yeah so uh no they were like i said the male cops bigger than me and uh i knew that they were it, it's like you see on tv where you 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 sign in or whatever roll call and they say this is the guy we're looking for because when I got to the hospital, um, I was lying there, and, and they're cutting off my clothes and everything just to make sure I wasn't I wasn't wounded anywhere else. And a cop comes around to the table by my head, and he holds up the mugshot that they showed at the precincts that morning. And uh, he said, is this the guy that did this to you? And I said, yeah. And he says, well, you're a hero. And I said, I'm not a hero. Why am I a hero? And he goes, well, he killed four people last night. And that was the first that's that the, you heard of it. That's the first I heard of it. I had no idea. What was the police explanation as to why they sat in the fucking car while you were being stabbed and they have guns? <laughs> well, uh, if you read the newspapers, the pol- uh, the official police stance is that they tackled him, and um, and not only did the two mm. cops on the train tackle him, an off-duty cop also uh, tackled him. If you listen to the uh, official statements by the police, I'm just the victim. I didn't do anything. They you, came in and why? 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 And, who, and who's backing them? The police union, right? The, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't so know. you do held you? them down, and then the cops came yeah. and took them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got him a point. The knife was away from him, yep. and you had him on the ground. He dropped the knife when I caught his wrist and slammed it down to the ground. Do you think if you had recognized who he was, you would have been a little bit more intimidated and maybe not been able to t- take him down, thinking, "Oh, this is that killer." It's you know what? It's always possible. It's the kind of thing where you know when everything first happened to me. You know, you guys know this better than anyone. You read people, people write on the internet, and uh, I've seen people make comments. Oh yeah, if that was me, I would have done the same thing. And you Love know, that. honestly, you don't know that until you're in that position. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I would have reacted. I, I would like to think that I would, I would have maybe done something sooner before he attacked me. Maybe when he turned around to walk away, maybe try to get behind him and take mm-hmm. him down before he hurt anybody. 
Um, but honest, I, I don't can't answer that honestly because I don't know. And but I would have hightailed it to the second car, by the way, for the record. I'm yeah. talking shit, but I would have yeah. hightailed it until well, until you were he was secure. Then I would have run over and kicked the knife away. Well, well, obviously we got to get this guy a Opie and Anthony T-shirt. <laughs> well, and I mean, Jim, to answer I, your I question, I think it's uh, it's only fair. Maybe we'll, I think we'll even sign one for this. Ooh, this guy needs a yeah. T-shirt, yeah. Sam. <laughs> and uh, I didn't actually feel any pain. See, the other thing that, that with this case is I sat on that train bleeding for about 20 minutes. The train was stopped in the tunnel. They didn't get the train going again because they said the police were on the tracks. So I'm basically sitting there bleeding to death. And In between stops? In between, Yeah, in between. Oh, um, how scary is right? that? So I'm basically screaming, begging the police, you guys have to get me off this train. I have two young kids. I have a wife, you know. You got to get me off this train. And I'm like, why aren't we moving? Why aren't we moving? And um, at one point, right when we got to 42nd, I, I blacked out. And um, I blacked out with my eyes open. And one thing I heard them say was they termed me likely. And I didn't know what that meant. My sister is a cop. So I asked her what that meant. And it meant it means likely to die. Mm. Okay. And then when I woke up is when I felt the pain. Then I felt like someone doused my hair, my head with gasoline and wow. just lit it on fire. I mean... I can't even describe the pain. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But I had enough adrenaline going before I, I passed out where I didn't feel anything. And then when I woke up, it was just, uh, it was you still have, like I've never felt. You obviously got the scars, but do you have uh, injuries still? Um, like uh, nerve damage? or I think I have, uh, there's probably some nerve damage to my thumb. Like I said, he cut me to the tendon, and I still get oh. pins and needles. Even lifting something like a half gallon of milk is difficult. Right. Um, you know, it's more psychological than anything. You know, I can't, I can't tell you the last day I didn't wake up with a headache. I have headaches all the time. I have anxiety. I have things like that. But, you know, I try to put that all past me because I have a family. And it know? beats the option. Yes. Which was you being number five. Yes, exactly. And and that was my that was my thought process. Is I didn't when I'm on the train. It was I wasn't thinking I'm going to be number five because I didn't know about it. I'm thinking if he's going to kill me, I'm I'm going down with a fight. And Dana White's a big fan, huh? Yeah, the big funny, fan of your story, I should say. He, you know what? The ironic thing is, he was in New York that uh, the uh, Monday after. Right. And uh, the, the way the story goes is, he, uh, I got a, I get a call from Channel Five, or a text from Channel Five saying that Dana White wants to meet you. And I figured, all right, it would be somewhere down the road. He's probably in Vegas or whatever. And then he goes, well, he's in New York today. He wants to bring you to the, wants to bring you over to meet him and everything. And you know, he was interested in your story because apparently what was happening was they were in a big meeting that day, all the UFC people, and um, their phone started blowing up because I was on, I was doing all the TV interviews saying, uh, you know, I just watch UFC. I've been a fan since UFC oh, one. Oh, okay. And that's how they had heard about it because every time you know it was brought up to me, do you fight? Do you train? And I would say no. But the extent of my training is ordering pay per views. You know, pushing, you know, pushing order on the remote. And, uh, you know, I've just been a, I've been a fan since the first one, and I watch all of them religiously, and he heard that, and he jumped all over it. Wow. Jesus. That's cool, because we met, I didn't, I didn't, I knew you were sitting, I, I didn't realize this was your first time here. Yeah, I just, I, I, I've seen you so many times, yeah. at, at events, we always talk. I said yeah. hi and all, I didn't know the story. Yeah. I, I, and I, thought, I thought he'd been here before, and you yeah. know him, and he was just a regular coming no. in. And just the hanger. But that's on. why I look familiar. No, I remember yeah. it from TV. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did Joe ever even get introduced? I don't know. I'm glad we never met. That, no, uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. We did meet once when I worked at Madison Square Garden. Uh, you guys came to a show to see Ricky Gervais, and I actually gave you your tickets. Oh, right, the Paramount. Right. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. So we did meet once, and uh, 
Jim, you look miserable going in. So did I really? Yeah, you look so unhappy. I did. En- I did enjoy Ricky that <laughs> now night. You, though. Now you understand what we go through. Yeah. yeah. No, it was just funny because you were fine, and and I, was, I didn't know you. Happy go lucky at the time. Yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Why do you think you were? <laughs> you just came to the window. You just had a puss on. You know, like what I, what you'd expect from every how you describe yourself. But yeah. why was I unhappy? Because I was going to watch a comedy show <laughs> with five thousand people that I was having nothing to do with. Right, and you were doing. <laughs> it's like going to a, it's like going to a porno night. shoot with a mop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think the T-shirt's going to fit, but... I mean, yeah, do you got a medium for Joe? <laughs> I think he deserves an Opie Anthony T-shirt. Can I also give him a copy of Mr. P? Mr. P oh, on that iTunes. Awesome. That would be great. Uh, on sale now on iTunes. Um, I actually tried to order it again yesterday, but they said I've already downloaded much. it. You're welcome. You can't um, download it twice? I don't think you can. Or maybe you can, but it just told me and I didn't hit the right button. Yeah. Well, I tried to for my phone. Yeah, we should get out of here, man. I, I did, Wow, man. Yeah. That's a hell of a fucking story right there. Holy well, shit. Yeah, You'll man. see me in the paper uh, next week, actually. I get to uh, see Gelman again. He's uh, being sentenced. He's going to get 25 years next Wednesday. Oh, Why wow. only 25 years? He well, killed four people. No, no, he got 200 years for that. Oh. He's already been sentenced in the Brooklyn stuff. I'm the only one in Manhattan. Oh. So next Wednesday. So he's uh, going to get 25 for what he did to you. 25 for what he did to me. And Good. I actually get to oh, go nice, and make a statement. Nice. So I'm really pumped. Could, to that's do that. great. Could you do us a favor? Where do you open Anthony's shirt? Sure, <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, could you plug my right gig now. when you're making the statement? I'm going to be at Caroline's at the end of March. Yeah, just write everything down. I'll plug Atlanta. I'll plug yeah, no, just, just, yeah, just the, the Caroline's out, in New York. You know, when you come out on the steps afterwards, go, look, I'm just glad he's in prison. Yeah. By the way, Jim Norton's at Caroline's yeah. this weekend. I'm going to go see you. I'm on my way to Caroline's right now because yeah. Jim's there the whole Yeah, weekend. if anyone has any dates, let me know. You're grateful yeah. <laughs> You're grateful to be alive because of your family, but more importantly, yeah, because right. you can see Jim Norton at Caroline's this weekend. Yeah. That's how we're going to work. Jim Norton and Kenny treat me great, so uh, I'll be more than happy to plug whatever. Has, has, he, um, has he communicated with you at all or, or Apologize for it, or Gelman? Yeah, no. Uh, the last, the last thing he's ever said was when he was leaving the court in Brooklyn. Um, he told the judge to suck his Russian dick. So uh, he's not one. I don't think him and I are going to be breaking bread anymore. He's a sociopath. Soon. He's something else. I don't know exactly what him? he is, but uh, yeah, I pretty much hate him. I, and I'm, I'm not a big. Some fan people of would say you got to get over that. No, you know what? I don't understand those people, yeah. but they there are people like that. you got to get over that hate. You know what? Every day I, I think of them because I get on the subway every day to go to work, and I look at my face every day, and I see scars. So, you know, I've had friends tell me that I need to get over it, but I, I think it's right. kind of healthy. And scars I, aren't I so. just yeah. physical. physical. Yeah. Scars are I, mental. Yeah. Why aren't you on how I uh, – how, you should be on fucking uh, uh, I Survived. Steve Wilco or something. No, oh, I, I survived. I don't know. I was, I was on New York Eight, da- but I was thinking more dancing Thanks, with the Sam. stars would be cool. <laughs> Sam laughed. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The scar doesn't look bad. This one. I know it's easy for me to say, but uh, this Plus one's on the face. So I'm like, saying. Like, yeah, the yeah, one in the back. You want to see the one in yeah, the back? Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. That's a scar from stopping a murderer. That's a cool scar to show a girl, even if you're married. But yeah, she won't let me out. Let me see. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh my god! Well, damn. Oh, that's yeah. unsightly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Got, that shit looks really one. cool. I got the, I'm going to be pissed. This is the one. Dad on your thumb. Yeah. On the Jesus. thumb. I'm not gonna Thanks, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been bragging. So. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, dude. I've been bragging about a thumb scar for the last 25 years. That I, I, <laughs> yeah, when she got orange, fucking putting an, butter on a fucking English muffin. Yeah, it was an, an orange juice. It was an orange yeah, juice yeah. lid. Uh, gotcha, huh? <laughs> oh, I've been talking about this That's scar so forever. Manly. Fuck that. I'm done. Gotcha. Done talking my about tummy my... tuck scar you got... got your thumb scar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's all just get naked and show our scars off. You got one, Jim? 
I got a little burn on my finger from throwing firewood in my See? fireplace. And I bet day. you've mentioned a million fuck. Oh, that's a new one. Wow. Yes, but it's going to go away. Dude, man, a I'm, I don't know what to say. Holy fuck. No, it's cool, man. You know, look, I it, it was real traumatic and everything, and, uh, you know, I live it every day, you but, know, but uh, I try not to let him take up too much space in my head. And But you got to look at the positive. Hey, I'm you, here. You got to meet us. Hey, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget the family, forget the end of the uh, UFC, this... I, it, honest, it led you to this day where you get to meet us. Honest to God, this is the, this is the truth. When we went to UFC 128 and and we were walking down the the seats that Dana was so nice to give us, right? And I saw Jim. I grabbed my wife and I'm like, "Holy shit, it's Norton! It's Norton! I gotta go meet him! I gotta go get a picture!" I, that's a God's honest truth. Yeah, I, 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 you know, obviously a joke, but there was a picture in the paper of uh, the cop that w- was shot on the job, yeah. and his daughters were at the Super Bowl meeting Madonna, and you wrap your head around that, like, they're meeting Madonna, which m- they must be out of their ma- minds, like, how cool this is, but the reason they get to meet Madonna is so fucked up. So horrible, right. And it's hard to, like, understand that. You know what I mean? Because you know they're excited. With a mixture of emotion. That's yeah. what I'm saying. At being in this great place. And meeting somebody you really enjoy, like you know, at the, at the Super Bowl, and yet, and then they gotta go. Oh yeah, the reason we're meeting Madonna is because some animal killed our father. Right. L a u z o n is you, right? No, that's the fighter Lozon. Wait, you got, you're on Twitter? Name. I'm on Twitter. God damn, I gotta follow you. What's your Twitter? <laughs> uh, it's at Joe underscore Lozito. L o z i t o. Oh Lozito, I'm Lozito. sorry, I called you Lozon. I apologize. Uh, I no, it's okay. I don't follow underscore people though. Well, I'll, make, yeah. I'll make an exception. Right, I'm I appreciate for that. I'm gonna make right, an exception. On. I appreciate that, and and honestly, it's real. I'm really happy to be here because one one thing I said I, I've always you know that I always try to appreciate everything, but. Ever since it happened, I don't take any day for granted, and I always want to tell people that I admire how you know what they've done for me. And like I, I think like you guys are awesome comics, and you know you and Ant. I mean, I've been listening forever, and you know you guys are the best at what you do. And to me, to be able to tell you that, I appreciate that. You know, I, I tell you know any athlete I like or musicians, whatever. If I had the chance to tell them, look what you do. Like I, I always say, if I met Jerry Cantrell, I'd love to tell him because in the last year. I, I also changed my favorite band. That's why we were talking about him before. I loved it. I'd love to tell Jerry Cantrell, man, thank you for your gift because plenty of days I just put my headphones on and just listen to Alice in Chains and just, you know, lost myself in everything. What's your song by them? My favorite song is Angry Chair. Oh, I like that one. We should play uh, some Angry Chair out. <laughs> by the way, you know Jura what I said to Jerry? It's a great acoustic yeah, thing to listen everything to. Everything they do, yeah, to me, great. every song they've done is is amazing. So. You know, I'm happy that they're, you know, even though, you know, Lane's gone, I'm happy that they're back and making music because I think they're too talented not to. Do you know that uh, Jerry Cantrell, we he was we met, and um, he's like, hey, man, and he likes my stuff, and we traded numbers, and he was here in New York, and I picked him up to take him to the Comedy Cellar from his hotel, but I wanted to stop and pick up a celebrity picture that I was having autographed the next day here, and... Uh, so fucking Jerry Cantrell had to go with me to do golf photo and no. stand in line. <laughs> and stand in line while I got some fucking, like, a, you know, I don't even remember who it was. Some fucking. Did that really happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. He didn't know what I was getting, and then he came to the cellar with me. That's funny. <laughs> Little known fact about Jerry Cantrell. He was in Jerry Maguire. He was the guy that worked in Kinko's when Cruz went in there to get his memo. Oh, right, thing. right, right. He was that really? long hair guy behind the counter. No shit. Little trivia. I like it. We let's, should get out of let's here. Let's get everybody plugged out. Um, we got. We have weed still. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, fuck. Let's get all the plugs out. First and foremost, Mr. P is on sale, as you know. iTunes, Amazon.com. You can get right. it now. It's brilliant. 
Um, Jim's show, he is doing two shows Friday. Um, one show Friday, one show Saturday, and then the following weekend, it's called I'm Your Savior. It's the Producers Club, uh, 44th Street here in New York, jimflorentine.com for tickets. Can I also tell you, I'm ne- it's next, next month, but I might not be able to come back. I'm actually headlining um, Industry Night at the Bitter End. Okay. So you guys could come see me there. That's March 27th. I just want to. Yeah, we'll definitely mention that as it gets closer. Of course. Great, thanks. Awesome. And I am, uh, I'm at the Punchline February 16th through 18th. And uh, Caroline's here in New York, April uh, March 29th through April 1. Show up so I'm not humiliated. Thank mm. you. <laughs> oh, in the Boneyard tonight, Florentine. And oh, the yeah, Ozzy Rose. Roast. The Zach Rose is playing at 10 o'clock. Nice. All the audio from the Zach Wild Rose. Florentine. And thank you, everyone, for making Mr. P such a big deal this week. You know, we were ahead of Madonna. I know. That's, that's great. Big. Especially after she just did the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I L-U-V downloaded Patrice. I downloaded it. I'm also getting a physical copy. There's a record store that's bringing it in. in Jersey been really? the final. So, yeah, I want the, I like, I want the physical copy. Oh, too. I, I have one for you. No, I, I got to buy. I got to support. You could buy one, but I'll give you one, too. All right. I'll then take I won't buy it. <laughs> yes. I got a cop sent to me, and I'm going to sell it. I want all yeah. free shit. I don't pay for anything. <laughs> We're good with free shit. And uh, Florentine's one-man show. Did we get yeah, that coming, out? right? Yeah, you I hope so. I'm coming next week. Yeah. Really? <laughs> what? 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 So what you said, really? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean, Sam? Weird, I want to see the show. It. What? <laughs> I mean, it's just like you like, really? I just said really. I know, but like you were going to change your plan. Yeah, no, I know. Exactly. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. All right. Say hi to your daughter, too. I will. And happy birthday so to her. Happy birthday, Mimi. Teenager. Have fun with that. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, You're in God. trouble. Ugh. You are in trouble. Ugh. And you know what? After the read, Sam has nothing planned for his show. I never do. Oh, actually, I'm, I'll stay with you, Sam. You had a question about this video. If you ask me the question now, can I answer well, it? Well, now we'll have to watch later? the whole thing. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we have to, we we have to watch it. It's a oh, seven-minute okay. video. Yeah. It's too complicated. All I will say is white guy got caught. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will have to watch it tomorrow, I think. So it's Joe underscore Lozito. You're getting followers. L-O-Z-I-T-O. Yes. I'm following. You. Fuck I that. appreciate it. Thank you very much. Just, you don't, just to make sure not every tweet's a downer. No, man, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you with that. One of the greatest, wait, what, real, real quick, one of the greatest tweets uh, during the Super Bowl, yeah. some guy tweeted at uh, both of you guys, Opie Radio. And Same Jim time. Moore. Yeah, he said, hey, dude, you, you guys complain about anything. Is there anything oh, positive? Right, right. And Jimmy's and then, response is great. Hope, awesome. hope you're great not blood tested. <laughs> yeah. That guy really annoyed me with his positivity. And Fucking, I, I, I laughed the whole night. You know because that blood test is. You know because that. You know because because of that tweet you were trending in New York. Really? Because I think so many people fucking retweeted that thing. Yeah, I meant to tell you, I forgot. I was I was checking out some trending topics, and all of a sudden Norton popped up. Oh, uh, fuck! Yeah, people got a little. Uh... And then Voss got upset. Yeah. Why did Voss get upset? Because you were trending, and he's like, "How do how how can you make me trending?" I said, say something smart and funny. Oh, that's funny, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Vaughn, thanks you, for stopping uh, by, thank Joe. For thank you, Jim 14. Thank you. Can you read that thing before you end the uh, show? Valentine's Day is Tuesday. <laughs> if you're like thousands of other men around the country, we have to read Valentine's Day in front of Vaughn? That's awkward, Sam. Well, Why? She sorry, knows you want her to do it? I didn't pick the calendar. That's awkward. Well, how about you, like, casually go, well, thanks, Vaughn, and you... You know, she's lead her out, and then we the do the Valentine's Day. She knows the holidays here. Well, yeah, I got to get through every, All right. All every right. day. So. If you're like thousands of other men around the country, you still haven't brought uh, bought anything for that special person in your life, 
Lucky for you, that's the reason Pajamagram is in business. Pajamagram specializes in gifts just for her, like the wildly popular Hoodie Footy pajamas. Jim Norton tried one of those on. That was the thing you tried on, the Hoodie Footy, Jimmy. And uh, let's just say... I'm going to retweet that video today. It, uh, it did me justice. There's nothing like a gentleman in a Hoodie Footy. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I think they're for women, I put it on and I liked how it looked and felt. Yeah. So buy it for your girlfriend and then throw it on when she's not around. It feels right. Very good. I'll be tweeting that video of Jimmy in it. It's it's a great one. He looks great in it uh, a little later today. If you're looking for something that shows a bit more skin, you can choose from Pajama Graham's collection of sexy pajamas. Better yet, get her the best of both worlds with a sweet and sexy gift set. This includes a warm and comfortable hoodie footy along with something sexy like the Midnight Fantasy short set. Uh, buy a sweet and sexy set today and save 50 bucks. Order today, and Pajama Graham will guarantee that she gets it in time for Valentine's Day. Pajama Graham has lots of pajamas that are perfect for Valentine's Day. Every Pajama Graham is delivered in free gift packaging. Tuesday, Valentine's Day, deliver, guaranteed, but you got to get on this. Visit pajamagram.com or call 1-800-GIVE-PJs. Your name, though, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was 10 years ago. So. Yeah. Uh, Kevin. What's going on, guys? Kevin Hart, What's man. This is a nice surprise. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You hanging in there? Yeah, man. You know, could, times could be a little better. Yeah, no shit, huh? Due to the circumstances, but uh, I can't I can't complain. Yeah, I, uh, this one just fu- We've been saying it all week. This one just f- fucking hurts. If people don't know, uh, Kevin Hart knew Patrice O'Neal real well. Yeah. This, this was a... Uh, you know what? I can't even. I don't. I don't like to be Debbie Down, dude. But uh, this, this one, this one hit me a little hard. You yeah. know, uh, it, it definitely. You know, we can't say that uh, that it was a shocker because we knew he was in the hospital. We knew that mm-hmm. things definitely weren't great. But you know, reality doesn't hit you until until you you're really really smacked in the face with it. You know, in our mind, it's like ah, well, he's in the hospital, but he'll be all right. Big dummy will be good. You know, <laughs> right? It's not that serious, or you know. Uh, it's a matter of time before he's out and back to himself. And, uh, you know, after a while, you just didn't hear nothing. You, yep. you didn't hear any news. You didn't hear any good news or bad news. So the way that I'm thinking is no news is good news. And then literally Monday, you know, you smacked with the whole wild Patrice. Uh, he passed away. And, dude, I, I honestly, I, I just sat down and, and canceled my day. I didn't do anything. I talked to Keith for a while. And in reality, hit me a little later. You know, you mm-hmm. as a man, you don't like Brian. As a man, you don't like it. But uh, it's weird when it actually comes out because you realize the ones that you're closest to, dude. And I, I lost a good one. I, yeah. I really, really lost a close friend. So yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a low blow. Yeah, it's you can't. I still haven't been able to wrap my mind around this at all. I've just been walking through the last month just numb. It, it kind of sucked that we couldn't give anyone updates because we sort of knew right from the beginning that this stroke was a, a motherfucker and people mm-hmm. were all trying to stay positive. And we all just knew what the outcome was going to be, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You never know. You, you always hear those stories where it's like, wow, you know, it was supposedly really bad, but then, you know, something happened. Uh, people, you know, will bring up the word miracle. Right. And, and you always hope for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, in this case, uh, that never happened. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it's such a fucking bummer because uh, he's just a you know, and and Colin said a one of a kind. You know, uh, there's there's no one even close to being like him. You know, no. he's he's irreplaceable um, in, in that way. Yeah. That's, that's funny you say that because that's when I say when when reality hits, 
Yeah. You know, you you realize exactly what a person was worth, what, what their yep. force was, right. and, and what they meant to the business. And you know, when when it comes to stand up comedy, man, you the one thing that comedians attempt to do is pride themselves on originality. You know, mm-hmm. everybody attempts to be different. They attempt to be clever. They mm-hmm. attempt to be witty, you know, or, or smart or groundbreaking. And people really don't understand how how groundbreaking Patrice was, you know, from from dealing with the business, from not wanting to be the guy that was Hollywood, from refusing to let agents and managers dictate his career. Mm-hmm. To, to not being afraid to tell people to shut their mouth, like if they, <laughs> if they were out of line. Like the man definitely was, uh, he, he was on a different plateau, man. And, you know, I think now people are honestly going to understand what that man's worth was to comedy, you know, after going back and looking at his body of work. So it's sad that we got to miss it, mm-hmm. miss him this way for people to realize it. But, you know, I, I think now people will honestly understand yeah. the type of talent that Patrice O'Neill yeah, was. I, I said it earlier, he's going to be massively huge in death unfortunately when they they should have realized when he was alive and he was about to hit on his own terms he was right there finally on his own terms he was going to make it the way he wanted to and that hurts too you know because we all know that he he definitely wanted that very true dude very very true yeah now you guys are going to witness me Try not to cry. And if I do cry and you repeat it, I swear to God, I'm going to punch both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of tough guys uh, cry in the last week. A yeah, it's just guys. been it's been so so tough because, uh, yeah, he's just so fucking original and different. You, you take it for granted when, when, he's, he, when he was in here doing the show. You took for granted everything from his, his big, dumb, booming laugh to, you know, his take on relationships and shit like that. And then when you realize that you're never, never going to get that anymore, it becomes really, really sad, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was, he was never not funny. Yep. Never. I mean, whether the mics were on, the mics were off, or we were just hanging out in the street, or just taking an elevator ride, he made it interesting. Everything. Yeah. He was always on. You beyond. You guys are beyond true. Yeah. Beyond it, man. Beyond okay. the dude. Well, you know, I, like I said, I, I don't like to be the Debbie Downer. You know, I believe that. Uh, when, when when things uh like this happen you have to find a positive uh at, at some some place right here. So, you know, my positive is simply I'm honestly happy and blessed to say that I was a friend of this man. Yeah. You know, with with this loss, I'm I'm trying to, to deal with it as best as I can, but you know, let let's take the time to celebrate that man's life and what he's done. Oh yeah. And if you are a Patrice O'Neill fan out there and if you you know if you were affected by it at all, just go back and understand if he really was here, Patrice is the type of dude that'll tell you to shut up and stop crying about it. <laughs> get over it. You know what I mean? I, I, I knowing that well to where I know that that would come out, man. So, you know, I can't do nothing but express my love, my condolences to his family and friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to and be there as a friend and support those other, you know, the other guys that are there. Uh, and as comedians, you know, it's 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 funny because things like this will bring us all closer together. So mm-hmm. you know we're gonna pull together and do what we can for for his family. You know outside of uh, the funeral just to make sure that they're okay because like I said we we lost we lost a close one. So for us it's making sure that he's okay all around right now. Right on. Yeah, that's for sure, man. Kevin, thanks so much, man. 
No problem, guys. Uh, I'll see you later. I'll come in, and uh, it'll be on a on a different time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We look forward to that, Kevin. No problem, guys. You right. be safe. Thank you, man. Kevin Hart, everyone. Bye. Bye. Well, our uh, our lovely executive producer has uh, unbelievable timing. We wanted Patrice O'Neill on the show for other things, but Patrice is calling in now, oh. right in the middle of the Mel Gibson tape. So th- this is this is perfect timing. Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate that. Uh, so we'll get back to the Mel Gibson tapes in a second. Patrice. Good morning. And, 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 and we woke up, Patrice, so we have to go to yeah. Patrice. We can't, like, wake him up and then tell him to go back to sleep because now, you know, we can call you later. How are you, sir? Good, man. What's going on, man? Oh, he's a sleepy boy. You're, yeah, you sound well, sleepy. I wasn't really – I was going. I was in sort of rim, and then – it seems like I'll call you back, but if they, if y'all call me back in, in, in 25 minutes, I'd have been, I'd have been out, man. Hours. Oh, you would be I, out for the night now. or the morning, yeah. whatever. Your night. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wanted to talk to you because we had a great conversation about LeBron James, but then Jimmy's telling me that you couldn't get into Montreal. I read it on your Twitter. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, man. They, you know, you know, back, back in the day, I mean, I've been there, I've been there 40 times, you know what I mean, since since 95 or so but um i drove up i usually drive up now because i you know i don't like to fly they don't have big planes and so i don't get on the you know any little planes so i i drive there now and you know they they always give me problems or whatever just because it's you know i don't know what they see but uh you know they let me in <laughs> so i went up there this time. patrice you look really scary. <clears throat> well, look, First man. impression, you look very scary, and then we realize you're just a lovable fucking... He's not lovable. He's lovable. I love Patrice. <laughs> he's lovable. When you get to know him, he's lovable. Huh? I wouldn't say I was lovable. I would say that I'm not... That I'm not... Look at... I mean, you guys... Jimmy looks like a, a Nazi, and you, you look like, you know... Dan Gilbert, you know, from the Cleveland, you know, and, and, and Anthony doesn't look like what he is, but he is what he is. And, and uh, but, you know, you know me, you get to know me. I mean, I'm whatever, whatever. But the girl, you know, one, one thing you don't do when you go to Canada, you don't try to be charming. Going Like, I, I just, I've learned that you, you take it the way somebody wants to give it. So, you know, they look at you, they look at your paperwork. There was there was two phases. One was like the toll booth thing that you go through. They could stop you there, but he let me through cuz I had all the all the work permits. And and when you ask when you get the work permits, they they do checks on the work permits. So you can't even get a work permit unless they do a check. So if somebody does a check, give you work permit. I've been there a million times. They they send me to to the immigration, you know, to do whatever they got to do because of the work permit. Right. So if I didn't have a work permit, I probably wouldn't have to go deal with that. But I go into immigration, and I go up to the uh, the Swiss Miss Instant Cocoa girl <laughs> uh, with two braids and and glasses. She looked like um the chick that Jaws was uh, fucking in Moonraker. Uh, a little <laughs> nice reference. Like Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I go up. I'm going, she's like, you know, what do you hear for? And I'm like, I'm going to do the comedy thing. And uh, just for laughs, she's like, what do you hear? I go, well, yeah, here's my thing. And so she, she's back there. I'm thinking she's going to come back, ask me a couple of questions. But 
<clears throat> it, 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 it started going into about a good half hour. Now, I had driven, it had been six hours at that point. I had driven up there. So I got there about 8.30. This was Saturday. And uh, I saw her pull down two big-ass books, like, look like Bibles and shit. I was like, God damn. <laughs> what's, what's going on? Sitting there another half hour. Finally. Wow. She's like, Mr. Uh, uh, get, I need your uh, your registration for your. I said shit. They never asked for shit like this. Is they they starting to do shit they ain't never asked before. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm you know, I'm keeping my head because I always think it to myself. I'll go back home. You know, there's nothing more comfortable than my house. Fuck Canada, but I'm yeah. thinking shit. I gotta go up there. I gotta show. So I'm like, fuck. All right. So I'm give, I give her my registration. And I'm like, Miss, what's going on? Sit back down, please. I said, oh, this ain't good. So another half hour, I come back. She calls me in through another door, past the door that you come in. It was a special door. I'm like, ah. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. So <laughs> another one door. who, one another one who's a black-haired version of her, just young, good-looking chicks. She says, what's your social security number? I go, I, I don't know it. <laughs> like, wait, wait, do you know it? And you didn't want to tell them or you I, don't yeah, know it? Yeah, because this is all new shit. Right. This is, usually they just look at you, they look at me and go, eh, I done know. And then they, you know, they do this, the Clouseau shit and then they fucking <laughs> let me through. Uh, this time, you know, a social security number. I go, I don't know it. I said, what's going on? She goes, I need your social security number. I go, then the other one, the Swiss Miss girl comes up and she bangs on the table and goes, you've been convicted of rip. Oh, shit. Easy. You're not supposed to be yelling no shit out. <laughs> you haven't been convicted. I said, I don't know. You tell me what you see. I don't know what you see. I ain't telling you shit. <laughs> So Damn. he goes, I said, I ain't telling you shit. The worst they can do if you're not committing a crime is send you the fuck back home. That's all I know. So, but then they started doing the sneaky, we going to beat the shit out of a nigga moving. So I'm looking at my, out my left eye and my right eye. And it was some guys that would just love to have, you know, pepper spray me and, all of that. Don't tase me, bro, nigga. I'm really on that. Don't tase me, bro, because that shit will kill me. So I'm like, look, I'm not yelling. It's just this is a little bit shocking that you're asking me all these questions. And look, miss, I know my Social Security number, but I don't want to tell you because I've never had to tell you before. But I'll tell you now. So I give her my Social Security number. She goes, Yep, she checks it. Yep. <laughs> you rip. I was like, whoa. You rip. Let me tell you the story. If anything, at least murder. This is the thing about murder. Motherfuckers go, oh, you got murder charge. What happened? Oh, I hit an old lady across the street. Oh, fucking, I had a fight. Knocked a nigga out. Hit his head on the fucking, uh, you know. <laughs> he hit his head on the fire hydrant. Or, yeah, fucking, you know, I, you know, I gave motherfucker a bad dose of cocaine and stuff. But Rick is like, hey, well, let me tell you the story, bitch. No, no, no. Sign this paper. 
And you, I said, I ain't signing shit. <laughs> Wait, what did she want you to sign? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I go, hey, man, give me my motherfucking ID. I'll leave Canada, nigga. I'll leave, I don't give a fuck. I'm not signing shit. So they just was, they they followed me outside, put me in the truck, send me back. You Wait, the paper, okay, they put down, refused to sign. It was a, it was a, a refusal uh, letter, which is now on my record. You, if you get refused to go to Canada, it's on there that you were refused. Oh shit! I was refused in '92, and they still asked me about it. So I, I why were you refused? It, 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 a different set of circumstances. I'll, 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 I'll go into it. Um, much less strenuous circumstances than Patrice had to deal with. Something dumb. Yeah. Oh, and, and the Patrice story he told uh, on this show a while ago. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't rape. Simple as that. No. We don't have well, to get into it for the next saying, hour. There's no, you know, we joke about the shit. The right. Rape, itty, rape, rape. It's just like. Rape, itty, rape. That shit. But, it, you know, when there's enough motherfuckers, <clears throat> especially when white boys get into that situation. We, you know, the Scottsboro boys, but when the Duke lacrosse boys get into that and then you get the Tawana Brawley shit, you know, the more that shit happens, the better, the less like a rippish I look, you know, like, right. look, man, it's like you, you 17, you fuck a 15 year old. It's it's a you you committed a crime, you know what I mean. So back then, before the internet and scary things, it's like you know it's like that's no big deal. But now, you know, I'm 300 pounds and uh, with with gray beard hair. I'm looking in there. She, I'm probably looking at her, and I'm an, an asshole. I I never was like, please let me into Canada. I am like, you know, fuck that, man. I'm not signing shit, but. Then America has to treat you like shit. Well, Patrice, what was this? What, what did they actually want you to sign? You're not sure what it was. It, I, it was a refu it, I had to agree that I was a rippist. <laughs> a rippist. <laughs> I, had to, I had to. I had to sign because when I gave them the paper, they gave me a piece of paper to. And when I gave the guys that, they gave me two pieces of paper. One, the Canadian consulate. Um, and and now this is what I have to do to to come back to Canada ever again is go down to the consulate and bring transcripts of the trial. First of all, five years had to go past. It's been twenty five years, and, and so you know, a twenty twenty three years, and and they, five years have to go past. You have to get uh, the transcript, the court transcripts. You have to get uh, uh, all the shit from the court. You have to get uh, something from a sheriff, and you have to get a letter from a clergyman and <laughs> some law-abiding citizen and all kind of shit to go back to Canada. You know, so I probably won't be going back to Canada ever again. And, oh. and, uh, and, uh, and then the paper I had to give to America. And then when I gave that paper to America, they said, why did you get mm. refused? So it was some kind of refusal paper that I had to agree with. But I'm like, I'm not just, I'm, they, they can't do shit. Because I, wasn't, I wasn't committing no crime. All they could do is tell you and scream. But, but the, thing, the thing is, they could have played me nice if they had been like, oh, we just asked you. But the girl was so offended. The, the Swiss Miss girl was in complete, utter shock. I said, I've been here 25 times. Look at your computer. 
They wasn't on it. She was, and and then I go to America, and they say, well, they can do that. If there's no protocol at the borders. Hmm. There's no protocol at the border. They just make it up as they go along. You can make it up as you go along. <laughs> and, and she didn't wow. want to hear your story when you said, you, you know, I could explain that. Well, I I wasn't gonna explain that. Okay, saying, okay. I'm saying that to you guys, like. You know, as soon as they see that, it's like, that's what it is. Right, right. There's no explaining. I don't even say that I know what that is. They right. ask me, you live in Massachusetts? You live, what, you, what, do, have you ever been to I said, you tell me. <laughs> you tell me. I'm looking at you. You got it right in front of you. You tell me. Times. Right. I, I don't know what you think I did. And she said, Rat. Like, what? Right. I said, oh, Jesus Christ, bitch, please don't say that out loud. Because <laughs> me and the other African families in here, <laughs> we're already uncomfortable. <laughs> are you saying it was only, are you saying there, it was only black people in that special room? Oh, motherfucker, I, I almost don't want to say it because it sounds, <laughs> it sounds made up. <laughs> but it was nothing but niggas stuck in there. Oh, shit. And, and French niggas, too. They're going, look at BB. Like, you don't give a fuck. You Pepe the Pew. You can be anything you want, niggas. They fucking with niggas at the border, man. Oh, fuck. I'm not going to say it's racist. I'm going to say it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of black people there sitting there. And they went buck wild, and they did the whole, okay, here's a big... And then they did it in the U.S. Usually I get the worst going back to the U.S., you know? But I always stay arrogant. I just don't... I don't I don't want to stay, like, uh, 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 belligerent, but I always stay, like, eh, who gives a fuck? Send me home. But this time I was driving. So like I said on the Twitter, I found out, that I can drive 12 hours straight. <laughs> you motherfucking sent me home. You drove six hours just to turn around and drive six hours home. Damn. He's the best, he's the best, best part of this shit. You know, I'm having a nervous breakdown. Like, why is life, you know, doing this to this month? Mm -hmm. You know, life is just being hardcore. So I'm like trying to keep my head up. Here's the best part of the story. The, the 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 best thing that happened to me the whole day. I, for years, I've been going to McDonald's and saying, "I want, <laughs> I want a quarter pounder with cheese, no onions, heavy pickle." I, you know, if they put three pickles on it regularly, they'll put five on it. When I say heavy, I'm like, I never get it the way I want. I go to this dumb border, fucking McDonald's, like about a mile up sad and angry and get ready to kill myself with a cheeseburger because it's just like, oh, boy. This dumb bitch made me the best <laughs> whole layer of pickles. And I said, is this what it took for me to get my quarter pounder with cheese having pickles? You motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know how I got home. I'm driving through the fog of the Adirondack Mountain with a quarter tank of gas. And I got home, man. I got home. Sunday, yeah. and I haven't cried since I was 17. I cried Sunday because it just hit me. I oh, cried like a fuck. bitch. I'm telling you, I cried like a bitch, and it was it was just like what the. And you know, and I'm gonna tell you, this is this is getting a little weird, but I I figured out something. I I never thought 
not having a father meant anything to me. I never gave a fuck because I always said I could have been just sperm somewhere, but I'm alive. I had never, I realized, I said, damn, I never had a mentor, a male figure mentor to just be a man better than me. So I never had somebody 60 years old to just go, damn, nothing. And so I'm sitting there trying to figure out how to be a man right now. <laughs> and 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 only thing, you know, your moms could do, God bless my mother, I love her. She, you know, she's sending me, you know, the God takes one thing out of your hand and <laughs> you have yeah, space yeah. to hold another. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, will you just stop with that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a proverb right now. You know what? That's why you were crying, Patrice. You were exhausted from yeah. driving 12 hours. I, I hope that was it because I have been weak since my dog died when I was 17 years old. I'm, I was just like, what the fuck? I started thinking of all kind of shit. I was hallucinating. And, oh, man. And I, and I just lost it. But it wasn't about Canada. It was about right. why am I dealing with this horse shit? Like, I should have just been able to stick gum on that Canadian border window and just, yeah, fuck Canada. Right. But it was just a pain in the ass. Now, in, oh, I was supposed to be there Saturday. Now, you know, uh, in Montreal, nigga, holy shit, you know, it's, you know, people that don't know the story, they're, they're, it's all being whatever is formulated or whatever the fuck they're trying to do. Did she send you? Trying to get me over there somehow, but I don't, I don't know what's going on. Did she send you things like, uh, and Lord, that's when there was only one. Why was there only one set of footprints? Set of footprints. Because you weren't yes, allowed to cross yes. the border, motherfucker. That's why. <laughs> yes. I don't think and Jesus could carry mothers, Patrice. That's what mothers can do. That's what mothers can do. And then my male friends, you know, we don't have the ability. You know, you you going through that, you like, oh man. And then you switch it to yourself, like, you know, oh man. I remember, like, if somebody, if you went through that. I'll be like, man, I remember when I was at the border. Like, all I can do is relate to myself. I can't, you know, you just want to have somebody go, fuck that. And you go, yeah, fuck that. Thank you. But it was like, it was just, you know, it was one of them, them, them moments. But, I, you know, I got through it because that's what you have to do. So it was like that, that, that situation is just, it's just haunting. But it's like, it, it would be cooler if I had murder, even robbery. <laughs> What did you rob? Oh, bank. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, when you see a rip, that's what made it, made it so much more embarrassing. She mispronounced the word. It was rip. R.I.P. She pronounced it, but the way she pronounced it had the, the, you, the energy. It, it's just whoever invented the word was goddamn smart. It's <laughs> <laughs> Fucking word that you go, ah, oh, don't say it. She said, you're a murderer. I would look around like, you motherfucking right. Now fuck with me. Rip. Goes right through you. <laughs> if a Mongolian was like, rip, you'd be like, oh, Jesus, fuck. Don't say that shit. There wasn't a pack of you at the time, was there, uh, Patrice? A pack of no. <laughs> Just trying to get back to the Mel Gibson thing. Good old Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, it wasn't a pack. Of, it wasn't a pack. A pack. Of Mel Gibson. 
made me laugh like a mother. I'm telling you, even getting raped by a pack of niggas was worth listening to that cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> that dirty bitch out about her fake tits. <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh. And I go, you know what? I'll even let this motherfucker say rape by a pack of niggas because you know something? I almost, in a forgiving way, I almost can say to myself, this motherfucker, it was in con. it wasn't racist, it was just in context of cursing this bitch out. Yep. And he, and he said, you, you gonna get raped by a pack of niggas, you dumb whore. In the white <laughs> world. Like, he would have said it if there was black dudes in the room. Like, you go, guys, I don't, I don't mean you. Just, she's such a whore. You know? <laughs> 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 it, it didn't even take me out of the, the laughing uh, one second. It, no. It's so brutal. Oh. But that's the story, guys. That's, that's the border story, you know. God, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a big story right there. Hey, 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 while we have you on the phone, LeBron James, because we got to cover it anyway. Uh, you and I talked, I don't even know. I, I, oh, you were driving to Canada when we were talking. You were on your yes, way already. I, yes, I fucking was. I, I killed I an hour with you on the phone. Yep. I killed yep. an hour with Patrice, made it a little easier. Did you call him or did he call you? He called me. That's what he does. I called him. You know why I called him? Believe it or not, I was listening to um, the, the best of replay going down. And and uh, Opie said something about Bobo um, being as boring as watching... A, a, a video buffering. And I laugh hard as fuck. I said, I got to call this fucker and just say, <laughs> video buffering. Yeah, so that he, made me laugh. Yeah, it so really did. He called me about that, but then we talked about LeBron for about an hour. And LeBron, uh, Patrice's take on LeBron is the is the best take. It's the best take. It, 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 look, LeBron, I don't, you know, if you're a basketball fan, you don't have to be. It's a, there's too many levels. I'm, I'll go, the first level is your own personal uh, investment. The, my own personal investment of disappointment for LeBron, and then that's this is as far as it goes, and then the rest is just, you know, little different things back and forth. There's like a million of them. He, you know, I've been a basketball fan my whole life. Uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and Funkin' Magic Johnson, you, they would have never said, I'm not going to ever win a championship unless I join forces with each other. Mm. They hated each other. Yep. Fuck you, Larry Bird. Mm. And fuck you, Magic Johnson. And fuck you. It was Larry Bird got three rings. Dennis, uh, Larry Bird got three rings. Magic Johnson got five. five. Jordan got six. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Dr. J got one. And they all of those rings have the same value because they got them during the time when they all hated each other and they were trying to win. They hated each other. So if you could have squeezed one out during that time, you're still an all-time great. LeBron did the seven-year plan, and and what disappoints me is LeBron. People were saying this guy may challenge Michael Jordan. He didn't want to be Michael Jordan. What shocked me is that 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 LeBron wants to be Scottie Pippen? That's the headline right there. Doesn't want to be the greatest of all time. Just wants he to be, uh, you know, second it. best on a team. I don't he fucking wants to be second banana and win rings, mm. and that fucking shocked me. That shocked. Do you think that's just that he really wants that, or is it like one of those things 
where you, you subtly sabotage success because you're scared of not achieving. It's, it's almost like, hey, if I don't say yeah. I want to. That's he's just yeah, afraid. Patrice yeah. is saying that. Oh, yeah. Patrice okay. is saying that LeBron James is really a scared guy. Okay. Oh, I just repeated what you said. He, and that yeah, was my no, heart. Sorry. Well, no, yeah, I don't. He, he was hor- he's horrified. Look, man, he, 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 you know, he came out, he's, he's, a, he's a, a, a physical uh, specimen. He's, he's, he's godly. He's six foot eight, runs like a, like a reindeer, dribbles, shoot. He's, he's as a basketball uh, physical specimen to play basketball, dude, there's no one that's ever been greater. Just his physicality, he's the greatest player to ever play. But uh, I didn't know, I always thought he had heart. This is why the Celtics thing, there's a street legend that one of his teammates slept with his mama, which made a whole lot of sense to me. He's a, I think he, he to be a guy, look, he wasn't scared of the Celtics. He used to score 35 points a game against the Celtics. No one on the Celtics, was, they're full of old men. No one could make him scared. He gave up in such a strange um, distant spiritual way that I believe that that the story that's that's in the streets is that somebody's messing with his, was messing with his mama and that would be what teammate. that would be his teammate West was uh, supposedly having sex the with LeBron West. James. This is, this is all conjecture and it's all fucking. Yeah, no one's really touching it. I mean, it's here and there. It's on some blog sites, but ESPN isn't covering it. That's for sure. No, because it's dangerous territory. But the streets believe it. Trust me, the street and mm. people. You ask some black people, ask some black people from Cleveland call. The streets believe that because the way he left, first of all, as it's going on, because it's still big news, unbelievably. His his little thing they did in Miami where it was him, Wade, and Bosh mm-hmm. kind of dancing. Mm-hmm. LeBron dances better than that. <laughs> that makes sense. He, his spirit, he didn't want to leave Cleveland like that. There was something deeper than what we know. It was some kind of betrayal. Um, that dumb owner, Dan Gilbert, he, he or whatever his name is, this fucker, if he had a, kept his mouth shut and had some sophistication, we would still be saying LeBron is an idiot and, and, and a coward. But now you go, wait a minute, this is the kind of guy that LeBron was working for? Wait, what did the guy say, Patrice? Oh, Gilbert's been oh, saying a Jesus. lot of shit. A lot of great here's, shit. Here's the, the shit he said when he, I thought he, just he was got, emotional. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute, wait. The shit he said when I thought he was emotional was enough. And I go, okay, I'm going to let him get away because he's emotional. This motherfucker owns Big Heads. You know Big Head Company, right? No. It's, 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 the, it's the company that sells giant wall stickers life-size giant wall stickers oh, okay. of, of, of different players. Baseball, it's the exact replica you stick on your wall, you know, you buy it for your kids, whatever. He, he two days later, he lowered the price <laughs> Listen to this. of the LeBron James one from ninety-nine ninety-nine to $17.41. $17.41 because that's Benedict Arnold's birthday. <laughs> That's Holy shit. Oh, yeah, he is pissed. Which, which, he's a fucking asshole, this guy. He's pissed. Addictive, dirty motherfucker. LeBron, everybody's saying they're not mad. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm only mad because LeBron left the way he left. And look, Cleveland is in turmoil. LeBron James was, cle- was he was responsible for 
a, a lot of Cleveland's economy, dude. Mm-hmm. Witness and Nike and his whole presence for him to leave like that. It, it's something more than just I'm gonna go play with fucking Dwayne. LeBron James is a beast. Well, but Patrice, I, let me but jump in. Let, go play with Wade. Yeah, let me go jump ahead, in because you didn't really explain uh, during the Celtics playoff series. He had one of the worst games ever. Yeah, but and, and you were telling me on the phone that he was looking around the bench, going, "You know what? Oh my! All these guys knew that the, the that the yeah, West was sleeping with my mama." When you're, look, when you're a young guy, look if somebody fuck my mama, one of my friends right now fuck my mom's, I'm at a place where I would go. I would go. Two things would happen. I go, nigga, you hate me, uh-huh. but you look stupid, man, because you hate me, and now I know it. And you gave my mother some ass. She's in her sixties, so you did both of us a favor. You gave us sex, and I don't have to fuck with you no more because you a piece of shit. How many times do we have to have this argument? <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute, though. So as a twenty-five-year-old guy, first thing you do is if you find out somebody done, done mess with your mom's. You go, who the fuck knew? Everybody start looking down, chewing on their nails, and, and looking around like, hmm, hmm, hmm. You motherfuckers knew that this nigga was fucking my mother. And you didn't say shit. And you told me he found out between game three and game four. You're convinced that, of that. This is all the because you see, of the story. I, I believe game... But it makes sense, Opie. Well, game three, he had a great game, right? I don't he remember anymore. Him. Game three, he, he killed destroyed him. him. And then game four, game three, boom, game four, yes. Game four, he had one of the worst performances of his entire career. Yes, but then here's what a beast he is physically. I don't know about mentally, but physically. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Rajon Rondo of the Celtics had what, what they were calling one of the greatest triple-doubles of all time, 28 points, uh, 13 rebounds, 16 assists, some shit like that. The the game six that they lost in 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 in, in Boston, LeBron had twenty eight points, twelve rebounds, ten assists. He had one of the greatest triple double games of all time in a playoff. Right. And and they still call him fucked up. He still is so good. He can still cover up, but he checked out mentally. He's not a, he's not afraid of anybody on the court. He checked out mentally and he said, fuck everybody. And don't forget another thing, another thing. He never says Cleveland ever. Hmm. He only says Akron. So he might not give a shit about Ohio. He only talks about where he's from. Right. He never goes, hey, I love Cleveland. When he has little things that he has to do, he goes back to Akron. Right. He well, don't go. He, he accepted his MVP trophy in Akron at Akron High School. He, big, he bigs up where he went to high school, not Cleveland. He wears New York hats. He wears Dallas Cowboy hats. LeBron, it, the painful thing, he might not give a shit about Ohio. And let me tell you, man, it, it's just like when I meet a guy and he says I married my high school sweetheart and I'm from, like, Portland, Oregon, I go, are you a fucking retard? <laughs> you marrying a bitch that 
cheese used to eat potato puffs with, you fucking clown? <laughs> Nigga, leave. Leave your state. You live about four states from California, you fucking nincompoop. <laughs> so he's been fucking weird looking. Look, hot Cleveland girls have trouble competing with ugly Miami bitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it is a good point. He's been, right. He's been photographed with the Yankees hat on, and uh, I think you're onto something that he could, he never really cared about Cleveland and couldn't wait to get out of there. I think I think Cleveland though is just pissed off how he did it, making a big uh, big to do about it with that hour special on ESPN and and telling him that way that he's leaving their fine city. Is that like, oh, he doesn't owe him shit. Trust what, me, I, I get what that. Did he do, what did he do that, you know, because I can't be as mad as I, I – I'm trying to put myself in a Cleveland per, – but what did he do that made – that makes them so mad? If they're honest, well, it, there was no way he could have left I think, and they'd been happy. Now, well, 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 but I think it shows – hold on. I think it shows a lack of class. I think he should have uh, yeah. low. He should have been. He should have been low key. A lot of guys are low key when they change teams, and just a low key thing. This was a big event on ESPN with stupid Jim Gray and his dumb uh, ten questions or whatever you know, it was. It was. It was a little bit hokey. But let's say if he said, um, "Hey Dan, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna actually try my hand in another situation," mm-hmm. and and uh, and then say a little small thing like, "Hey, even thank you for everything you've done for." Cleveland people still be taking shits on his jersey. It was the same fury. <laughs> yeah, they burned his jersey. They had to hire a construction company to take down all the shit. <laughs> all the LeBron all shit. The shit. <laughs> he had look when I flew in the when you fly into Cleveland, you see. A LeBron picture. Yeah, you do. From oh, yeah. From the air. You can oh, see that, that fucking thing. thing. Yeah, it's giant. You know what, though? Fuck Cleveland and fuck him and fuck Miami and Dan Gilbert and betrayal. Like this is a fucking military operation. It's some cocksucker that throws a ball through a hole. And fuck Dan Gilbert. If Michael Jordan was in his prime and he said you could have one or the other, he would have taken his shit in LeBron's mouth and taken Jordan. <laughs> fuck all these guys. Well, but the message. That's, that's, and, I, and I agree with that, too. That's what I'm saying. My, I'm not angry. I can't but, be that No, offensive. I don't. But, but the message here, which Jimmy has touched on many times on the show, we, we take our, our sports teams way too fucking seriously. Yeah. And then you learn through the LeBron James situation, they don't take what team they're on serious right. enough. Right, exactly. Not as serious as you take it. That's why I'm Billy Bandwagon, and I'm going out to get my Miami Heat jersey. Hey, fucking, man. And I'm going to start. That's my new favorite team. Well, I'll tell you right now, Patrice, I've openly admitted I haven't followed the NBA in the last few years. I am all in starting uh, this fall. I, I I can't wait to hate on the Miami Heat. If they get a center, if they get a center with one leg, they'll they'll win eighty games. <laughs> you know what? They have to win the championship, and if they don't win that fucking championship, I'm going to be laughing big time. And they will because I, LeBron. I, look, they will win because the argument was, oh shit, what are they going to do? Share the ball? It, LeBron James left to become second fiddle. To be Scottie Pippen. That is a, that is a fucking fact. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And, and, and <laughs> one thing with your theory about him hating Cleveland and his teammates and all that and having that horrible game in the playoffs, remember when that series was over, the shot they showed many, many times was LeBron walking off the court and ripping that Cavaliers yep. jersey off. That, I mean, that wasn't I mean, about... Ripping it off. That wasn't about losing that series. That was about, fuck everyone, I'm out of here, and this is the last time you're going to see me in this fucking jersey. 
fuck everybody. And and if you look at that shit, he walked up to Kevin Garnett. And if you if you don't know his story, he was loyal to Minnesota for many years. He's only 32 years old, but he's been in the league for 16 years because he came in. Uh, at, or he's 32. He's been in the league 14 years. He came in when he was uh, 18. And he, LeBron ran up to him, gave him a hug, and they talked for a minute. Uh, Kevin Garnett said in the press conference right after that game, and he goes, look, man, if I knew what I knew now, uh, then when I was 25 in my prime, I'd have left Minnesota a long fucking time ago. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A long, I had a I had a terrible dream one day that I was talking to fucking Leno or somebody. I was it was Patrice Day. I was famous, and he said, <laughs> "I'm sure Leno's had the same nightmare." <laughs> <laughs> rip, 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 <laughs> rip. And, and in the fucking in the fucking dream, I said, "He goes, how did you get famous?" I said, "When I became disloyal, when I became a guy who didn't think about other people." Then fame comes. Kevin mm. Garnett said the same thing. He said, man, if I had have knew this, I'd have told loyalty to eat my asshole years ago. Because I was staying loyal to suckers. And, and LeBron made that move based on guys who are 32-year-old men and 33-year-old men and not a 25-year-old basketball machine who could have won one. His one championship in Cleveland. Would have been surrounded huge. Surrounded by him. Huge. It, he wouldn't have needed another championship right. ever. Well, he would have the key to the city for life. And, and you got to throw this into the equation. I, I think Cleveland went sixty-one and twenty-one last year. I believe they were pretty close to before they were pretty close to winning a championship uh, maybe uh, you know in the offseason to get a, a another player and they would have been right there again so it wasn't like he was leaving a team that sucked he, he, he just not he's he he wants other guys to play he listen he got he got he got Dwayne Wade who is he he's arguably the third best player he's LeBron, Kobe's one LeBron's one B and, and and fucking Dwayne Wade is two mm-hmm. in 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 terms of the best player in the league. He is a beast. I mean a beast, and he likes to win. He beat Dallas by himself, and 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 when they won that championship, man, because Shaq was was breaking down at that time. All he needed was a half a Shaq, right. and he won a championship, man. LeBron. Well, is uh, you know he made the right move in terms of of going with the right person, but for his legacy, for who we thought he was, for all the props that we we gave him, he made a bad fucking move. Do you uh, think? Uh, let yeah. me ask you a question. Do you think there was a, a move that he wanted Cleveland to make? You guys are much more basketball knowledgeable right. than I am. Yeah, Amari Stoudemire, the what? guy that, that's in, in New York now. In New York. So- Gilbert, <laughs> he had a guy named J.J. Hickson on the bench. That he looks, he looks at for the future. J.J. Hickson could be good in three years. He could be great. Uh, Amari Stoudemire is a, a, a bona fide beast right now. Beast, the guy that's in New York, that New York sign, bona fide will dunk it in your fucking face any chance he gets, kind of guy. LeBron could have got him. Dan Gilbert wouldn't get up, give up J.J. Hickson for Amari Stoudemire. He he got uh, 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 the guy. Uh, uh, Antoine Jameson from Washington Wizards instead, who is serviceable. So he has a he has a he's a serviceable guy, but he's not a legitimate number two. He needed a legitimate number two 
who is really has the one mentality, like a like a really. And Amari was that guy. Amari was a guy. You dump it down to him, and he go and you go. You you unleash him like a fucking pit bull, and 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 LeBron could smile, and he doesn't have to beat you by. But see, the great ones wanted to beat you by themselves. LeBron. He got scared, and he was on the Jordan game plan, which is seven years. But Jordan, if he if it took him twenty years, he'd have won a fucking championship. <clears throat> he just I think it took. I didn't realize LeBron was a, was 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 that guy. Did, just, didn't it take Jordan six years to win with the Bulls? I think it took him seven years. Seven 91. years, so six years where he was, and he and he won in ninety one. Mm-hmm. And the thing is. It, it, it's not like Jordan had that game plan. Jordan wanted to win day one. Right. It's the seven-year plan. Jordan hated the seven-year plan. But Bill Russell won every year since he was in the league for uh, 13 fucking years. So Jordan wanted that. He ended up winning it because he got Scottie Pippen, and he and he got this triangle system, and, and that's the same thing that happened to Kobe. He got the triangle system. He got a couple of good players years to be 30. All right, listen, because uh, we, we got to move on to other things, but I do want to ask yeah. you about the Jesse Jackson thing. which <clears throat> And you heard the I Jesse really Jackson know. thing. I, I, I've been asleep on that one. I know he called this thing. He called uh, Dan sleep. Gilbert a, a slave owner and, and, and LeBron's not a slave and blah, 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 blah. Well, I mean, look, man, um, I think the, the sad thing is when, when you're dealing with race, racial issues, right, a guy like Jesse has used, even if he makes sense, he's used up, white people automatically go, I don't want to listen to fucking Jay. If, if, if he even says something that's legitimate. Right. The, when I, if I look at Dan Gilbert, <clears throat> the, the argument beyond race is the ownership of the team, which is you will fuck anybody you can fuck to get your way. And why are you on LeBron talking about disloyalists? First of all, first of all, as an owner, he's like, we did everything. You're supposed to do everything. Of course, that's for your job. The greatest player ever. Right. That's your job, Mr. Right. Owner. You're supposed to build a team to win a championship. So set the fuck up. But the 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 thing I think Jesse's talking about is is living with the arrogance of white people, and this is one of the most arrogant parts. And this is what I learned <clears throat> um, getting in trouble when I was young. The, the white system, you know, you take away, you know, you're white and you're white. It's, it's a system. It's a play, It's a system when black people say white. And the system is, nigga, I don't give a fuck how you really feel. Just smile and be grateful. That's that's the system. Well, let me read. So, that's it. Yeah, let me read what Jesse said about uh, Dan Gilbert. Uh, He's an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> Right, let me listen to it with black ears. Let me listen. To it. <laughs> uh, Take the stolen iPod buds out. <laughs> that was my racial joke. <laughs> well, Dan Gilbert said that LeBron leaving it was cowardly betrayal or something like that, right? So Je- Jesse, the big quote in this is: his feelings of betrayal personify a slave master mentality. He sees LeBron as a runaway slave. This is an owner-employee relationship between business partners, and LeBron honored his contract. Well, of course. I, Jesse's right. 
but you're not. Yeah, no, no, it's not right about the slave owner. To bring in the slave master mentality. It's like, fuck you, Jesse Jackson. Oh, bringing up slavery all the time. I agree, Jesse. That's enough. I don't look. I don't. You don't want him to leave, then fucking he should have hobbled him. I don't agree with the fucking... <laughs> yeah, she was a true slave owner. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I think, and believe me, I would never defend Jesse Jackson. I think the guy is a tool, a complete tool. Yeah. But I think what he's saying is the the arrogance to use language like that as an owner about yeah. betrayal, but when it really fine. is an employee... I, I agree with but Jesse that's completely. that's fine, but he's got to fucking bring... The slave owner mentality. Wait a minute, so, but the, it, see, you're taking it. I don't know any multi-million-dollar slaves. Uh, yeah, exactly. Huh? Well-paid slave. The analogous, the analogous way to look at it is like this. Look, David Stern, who's who's the commissioner of NBA. Everybody's talking about how David Stern is not gonna let oh, this bullshit happen again. Like we're not gonna let players collude with each other because this is more conjecture is that uh is that lebron dwayne wade and the other kid uh, uh Bosch, colluded yeah. to do this do you think that's the first time that has happened in nba history um as as um open as yeah because free agency hasn't been you know what it is i mean and and and, and, and another thing though also, no, because Isaiah Thomas hated Carmelo, and what I say, mean by that is, fuck him. I'm not fucking playing with that fucking homer. Fuck him. He hit me in the eye and bust my eye open. Fuck that motherfucker. Get me some unadulterated motherfuckers so I can beat that bitch. And that's what they used to do back then. Now they're buddies. They go to each other's weddings, and it's it's you know it's Facebook day, man. Everybody's a fucking friend and a buddy. So they colluded supposedly since 2006 after they played in the Olympics, and they both they all found out they love sushi, and they probably all I don't know my father the whole stupid shit. So they they just said well let's play together on some young guy shit. These guys are young as a motherfucker. They're 25, dude. Right. So. So I'm, I'm saying that that the commissioner is like, this will never happen again. As a black man, as a white guy, you go, what the fuck are you talking about? As a black man, you go, why can't niggas do that? It, it, it makes it seem like, oh, when niggas just sit down and three motherfuckers come together and make a power move in a, in a business that's run by the powers. Right. But now these three young niggas... Like bum rushed the league and made some kind of superpower that was Powers. they did it. You know what? They to me, take, you know what? They should be able to do that. Fuck. I agree. I they, agree. They should be able to do that if they yeah. want. If they want to like talk behind behind the closed doors and try to figure this shit out for the future, they should be allowed. They absolutely should be able to do that because nobody stops the scumbag agent. Th these moves are made anyway with scumbag agents and fucking scumbag lawyers. I would much rather have three players go. You know what? Fuck it. Let's meet up in Miami and play. I would much rather have that my problem yeah, with, is with the jesse jackson thing and and him bringing up slave owner mentality and shit like that he, th that fucking race baiting shithead will bring up the slave shit every single conversation which uh, to tell you the truth downplays uh the seriousness of slavery itself he's you're just right look anthony you're very right that's why i say it's like look race is an actuality there's there's certain angles that white people just won't listen to. They look if I was white and they and I learned about slavery, dude, I, it would bother me. I, if I was white, I wouldn't. I want slavery to disappear too. It it just 
Because in reality, once you, the more you find out about slavery, the more I find out about slavery, the more I go, how do black people not, why aren't we not insurgents? In America, how do you we are. not fly? You are. We're not. <laughs> yes, a you are. Murders, a couple of murders don't make a us couple of rip, 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 rip. rip. <laughs> it, it, it's it's not. We not. We don't do what we should be doing in terms of what we went through. Slavery is. It still means something. Can't organize a fucking block party without eighteen people being shot. You're gonna get an insurgency together. I know. But why can't you look at it, right? Here's the problem that black people need help. So as, a, as white people, why can't white people look at that shit sometimes? Well, we, are be, we have been horrid not at helping. Not, not as benevolent master. We've been horrible at helping black people, so we should just stop. But that's, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like instead of looking at it like, look at these fucking animals. It's like not like let me help you, little nigga, but more like, man, this, <laughs> this shit is wrong. And, and look, I, I hate that shit. But listening to Jesse, I know what the fuck he's talking about. It's just that this motherfucker still has the lingo of 19. He still has. <laughs> He still calls white people honky. Like, <laughs> he really honky. does. You nailed it. Old, man. You nailed it. Yeah. But for um, him to go after, know how to relate to racial issues right now, he's always too old. But but for him to go after Dan Gilbert, I, don't you think all the owners are quote slave owners then? Hey, hey can I make? I like to make this point, and that the point you just made is when raw raw. Uh, uh, What's the the guy everybody says is uh, an asshole there? The the radio guy, big time, the fat dude. Pop Rush Limbaugh. Pills. Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh wanted to try to buy a football team, and they all got together and said, "Oh, we can't have Rush." But my thing yeah. was, okay, fuck Rush. But do you think that the guy that owns the Pittsburgh Steelers doesn't still? own a slave or two he's 99 year old he's the cheapest team he, he hired mike tomlin but you don't think that motherfucker you don't think the guy from the dallas cowboys you don't think jerry jones has a nigger laugh once or twice everybody's a fucking liar that's you know the biggest thing you're right lie. you're right too you're many right. lying motherfuckers much more happy everyone's a Fucking bunch liar. of liars. I want to get into this a little later, uh, if we could. But that that whole the brand new uh, and improved Black Panthers, uh, that whole movement that's going on right now. Jesus Christ, you have been on vacation. Oh God, my God, I have just been on their site. I'm reading their ten goals in life and what they want to attain and reparation. And I'm sitting there going, this is just as bad as nigamania. Yeah, on the other and end of the spectrum. Having nigger mania running in the background? Uh, yeah, I was. I had both up on one, one on one computer, one on the other, and uh, I was having a computer race war. Dude, the fucking guy. I saw the speech he made. The uh, the Malik Shabazz. Yeah. Honestly, it looked like a, sh a sketch off the fucking Chappelle show. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even look real. It was like who, ca who cares? Goofy uniforms. It's just and... silly, kind of angry, nerdy black guys in the you background. Know what, though they're not taken seriously, <laughs> as if you get you get three fucking white guys together I agree. Uh, that are preaching the Second Amendment, and you have a fucking militia I agree. that's ready to take over the fucking country. You get fucking ten black guys. Sad thing, though. The sad thing. Anthony, is yeah. that the white people get to, we, you get to separate from other white people. The, the, the thing is, 
you don't know. You can't believe how many black people want to say, want to agree with you, but they just cannot because of the lying that's going on. So we have to, we have to like go. Oh, the new Black Panthers. That's right. We have to raise a fist. But this motherfucker might be goofy. But the fact is. Black people got to go see uh, Tyler Perry movies because they black. And, and all these people Sorry about that. manipulate. Of, that's the second worst atrocity people. to black people. That's, exactly. <laughs> White people get to have your foolishness and you get to laugh at it. But black people can't laugh at nothing that might be foolish if it's if it's riding on the, 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 the horseback of, 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 of race. Mm. And there's a lot of silly shit I want to dismiss. But I can't dismiss Jesse Jackson. Anything he says, I have to look well, at it and go, uh, and then I have to be fair about it. Ew. But that's the thing. We're not, we're not allowed to be fair. Like I said to Opie a long time ago, if you remember the old uh, Geraldo Rivera show, when they had race talks, oh, yeah. it would always be Mr. Negro Negropolis from Harvard University <laughs> went to school his whole life. <laughs> Fucking verses, you you fucking niggas get sickle cell man. That's, That's so true. Yep, just uh, so. Yeah. St- <laughs> I mean, this country has no respect even for our highest thinkers. We have to we have to have a debate with fucking you niggas get sickle cell anemia. Right, it, it's All embarrassing. All right, listen, uh, Patrice. So, yeah, wow. yeah. Really quick, because I think first of all, Stern uh, fined Gilbert a hundred thousand. That came out today. Wow! And uh, for what he's been saying really? about the LeBron he has, situation, he has that in his sock right now. Yeah, I understand. Like, I'm sorry. I I, I think <laughs> they should be able to say whatever the hell they want. It makes uh, it makes uh, it's just great to hear. And then uh, Jason in Ohio, did uh, Gilbert respond to Jesse's comments, Jason? Yellow, Jason. Ah, damn it, Jason. Does anyone know? Uh, he's just listening to himself. Oh, fucking idiot. Yeah, he, he responded to him. Oh, well, uh, do you have that, Travis? Uh, I don't have it in front of me because my computer's messed up. But Cheese he said storm. he no, Travis. He pretty much said that uh, <laughs> that he wasn't going to get into a back and forth with Jesse Jackson because he just didn't want to validate what Jesse said about comparing him to. Slavery. Yeah, Jesse's an ass. Yeah. He's an ass. But, he is. But Jesse did make a good point that, saying that, that it's like that mentality. He's he just gotta, didn't have to use the slave thing. Yeah. I, but the fact that he's he's acting like such a bitch, I mean, by that I mean Dan Gilbert, over a lost employee, it's like it. shut the fuck up. I agree, but I, lo- I, mean, I, I love like the, the honesty. This guy's showing passion, yeah, but it's like it. don't be a cunt about it. He left your oh, fucking shitty city and your shitty organization. <laughs> fuck you. But the one thing, Jimmy, is uh, LeBron, I like Cleveland. LeBron did not return any calls from Gilbert or any of his people. Like they couldn't even get a hold of the fucking guy from the end of the season all the way to that announcement. I think uh, LeBron let him know just a couple minutes before he went on ESPN. Maybe like, he some- wouldn't even return their calls. There's probably something else going on. Maybe he was mad that they didn't get that guy that yeah, Patrice I know. Said. We don't know the whole story. There's obviously right. something else. But, but on a human level, it, two things it could be. I don't know if you've had anybody in your life who can influence you uh, to do things you don't want to do. Like, you know, where you might go, look, I don't want to talk to him because he's going to make me do what he wants to do. So Dan Gilbert and his people might have had some influence over LeBron, and he, LeBron just wanted to make his own decision, or 
he fucking hated Dan Gilbert. Those are the two fucking sure. things. Sure. You know, he could have hated right. that. Maybe he's a weak, a weak guy, and it would have been hard for him to say no to people. Did yeah, they, he, yes, they took him out of high school, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, they did. So it's like Dan Gilbert, and I'm not saying it was wrong to pull the guy out of high school and pay him millions of dollars. That's fine. Like, we're after he graduated. Well, not, yeah, after he graduated. Yeah, of course. High school. Norton, let's be honest. You ever, college. Do a, you, you ever try to not do a gig, Norton? Right. And, and your people go, oh, you should do it. And you don't want to do it, but you got people going, yeah, do it, do right, it. And you right. go, I don't want to do it, but you you end up doing it because it's just people telling you, you know what I mean? And you're just like, shit. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that could have been happening. There's, there's right. a thousand different stories as a human, but, you know, All whatever. Right. Hey, Patrice, thanks, man. A great hour of radio. I appreciate it. And uh, right, sorry, sorry about Montreal. I don't, I don't, are you going to try to go back? <laughs> I mean, they don't know what the they're trying to get me back over there. They, they, you know, the guys are working hard to, to just for last people. I've been over there a lot, so you what? know, it, you know, I've been over there a lot. That's the that's the one what? thing I thought was in my favor is like, listen, I've been there fifty fucking times. When when is the festival end? You going back, Jimmy? I'm going back. Uh, I'm doing the Tonight Show Thursday, and I go back right from there Friday morning. I do shows Friday through Sunday. Damn. All right, so maybe Patrice makes it back. Yeah, I to hope Montreal. you make it back up, man. I was looking forward to seeing you there. All right, man. See you later. Uh, Patrice O'Neill, everyone. That's a good point he made, man. About uh, about a great point it was about I thought about black people not being able to laugh at anything to do with race, even if it's on the yeah. horseback of race. That's a great point. All right, uh, we'll talk about the Black Panthers, but after the break, uh, the new and improved Black Panthers. Oh. The new and improved. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, but before that, <laughs> we we started the Mel Gibson tapes, and uh, we'll do tape number two, the one that came out yesterday. Uh,